WBNE. Patreon ad read. Howdy, yokes. Before we get started today, we just want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our Patreon. Wait, wait, wait. You do it in like a silly voice. Okay. Um, wait, wait. Can I just get into the zone? Yeah, yeah. Can I get a soda with that, ma'am? Howdy, yokes. Before we get started today, we just want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our Patreons. We want to build this thing as big as it can possibly be, and we want to make more podcasts for you. But we can't do that alone. If you enjoy this episode and want more of bacon and eggs head over to patreon page at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs you got the gist of that um and check out our new ten dollar tier which grants you not only access to our bonus show the hash browns but now you get unedited episodes of bacon and eggs you can hear all the behind the scenes moments that go into making an episode we could really use your help to make this podcast the best it could possibly be so thank you for donating and thank you even more for listening Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Burger and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're going on a quest. Or maybe we're just driving a van into a rock. So follow the path of pedal and speak with your heart's fire. Because today we're bringing you Onward. Did, does everyone know that these videos are just entirely scripted? I said videos, I meant podcasts. <laughs> podcasts. Um, but, um, I just saw them both reading off a script there. <laughs> the, and, that part is um, definitely scripted. And this yes. rest of this podcast is scripted too. So, it is. Um, yes. We are joined today by none other than Seamus Gorman. But before we get to talking about Seamus and wait, all his awesome- Seamus Gorman of SeamusGorman.com? <laughs> Seamus Gorman of SeamusGorman.com. You know, okay, so actually T, okay? Um, basically, are you Seamus talking to me or are you like point of order, but with the letter T? Point, I don't know what's happening. Point of order. Point of yeah. order, call, uh, parentheses, T-E-A. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I see. He's going to spill some tea, sis. SeamusGorman.com is the worst. They have started using targeted advertisements for Incredibles and Toy Story. No Promoted way. to anyone going to that website. No way. Yeah. And so now anytime you go to that website, you click on the adverts and it's all to do with just, they're basically using me to make money now. And oh, 100%, I'm not going to bother dealing with it, but it is just a very weird situation. It is a weird situation. Um, you can look wanna, it up. I want to talk about Onward. Um, do you want to talk about how five days ago it was released? I want to do it. <laughs> Directed. Directed by Dan Scanlon, released March 6, 2020. That was five days ago. Estimated $150 million budget. Made $70.0 million worldwide. It got an 87% critic rating and a 96% audience rating. And both of those are too low because it's my favorite movie ever. And it got a 61 on Metacritic. And Metacritic can stop. Sure. Uh, what happened? Uh, I was going to say something really bad, but what I didn't say. say. He was going to say Medic Metacritic can <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Tyler Carlin. Yeah, so that's supposed to be a father. I am a father. Controversial tweet. Uh, okay, so. I'm not gonna uh, lie, I thought that said something else when you were really spamming it over and over again. Imagine if there's like an NT on the end of this. Controversial tweet. So, uh, I mean, there is. That is the next two letters. <laughs> I know, somehow it just came out right. <laughs> Maybe that's um, how Scott says it. So before we get into Onward Talk, we are joined this week. You've heard his voice already. Uh, the owner of the Seamus Gorman YouTube channel, the uh, Pixar theorist, uh, I guess the second best Pixar theorist in all the land. Third okay, best? Okay, Isaac's all right. Like, but, well, okay, yeah, so it's like I'd John. I'd say first. Oh. And then. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, okay. 
longtime guest of the show, longtime friend of the show, uh, and, and here in America in the same room as me. This is so exciting. I've always wanted to podcast with a, a European in the same room as me. And now- Is that like on the list of ambitions you've had? I would say, I, maybe not that specific, but- podcasting in the same room as Ethan has been like in like a real setup has been a dream. Oh, so for, is this the first time you two just general together? When we're not like on either side of one microphone. Yeah. Yeah. This is the oh, first wow. time like on solo mics. WBNE and Seamus Gorman Incorporated brings you across the pond with Seamus Gorman, Tyler Carlin, Ethan H. Hill, a segment of Bacon and Eggs. Your favorite lost podcast. Did you watch the pilot today? I love the pilot because not only is it Why would called, I watch the pilot of lost? Hold on. I love the pilot. Why was I meant to watch the pilot? You said across Lost. the pond. So then I was thinking about like a flight. Then I was thinking about Lost. I'm always thinking about Lost. I love the okay. name pilot for the first episode <laughs> because not only is it the first episode, which is like a pilot, but also the pilot dies. Okay, spoilers. I haven't seen the first episode Somebody of Lost. hasn't watched J.J. <laughs> Abrams' TED Talk. <laughs> no, I have not. Is it awesome? I, I think I've seen this. Is this the one where he talks about like the mystery boxes? Uh-huh. Yeah, I've seen that. Is this is it is this, is this mystery box the box that he sets up and then it has like a? It's basically just him fangirling over how much he loves Star Wars and New Hope. It's very good. It's very good. I don't know if you saw. He made like a tribute movie called The Force Awakens. It is also very good. What's it called? The Force. The Awakens. Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about Onward. This is like my favorite movie ever. I've got a negative review here from Joe Morgenstern of the Wall Street Journal, and he says. It's enjoyable enough if you don't mind machine-made entertainment, but so desperate to please that it wears out its welcome long before the closing credits. I agree. What? Probably. That was bad. That was a bad review. It was, yes, it is a bad review. We, I think I don't think you know the point of the segment. No, but I mean, that was a bad, bad review. Like, there, there are definitely better criticisms than that yes. of this film. And that was just, that was just a poor review. Uh, I've got a positive review from Lisa Allspector of the Chicago Reader, uh, which reads, The stylized physiques and movements of the that characters. That is a positive review for... Christopher Robin. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it works. Uh, of these characters <laughs> and this exciting this animated so well musical organized. romance adventure are at once realist and fantastic. I feel like that's literally the exact description except for the word romance, which also didn't fit in Christopher Robin. So... <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, can we get a positive review from Onward, please? Can I find a positive review? Sure, yeah. He's got a Rotten Tomatoes and... He's going to go to his own Twitter account. <laughs> I, I actually didn't tweet all that much. I just tweeted... The, I tweeted the director yesterday saying... He said, finally going to see Onward in, in theaters. And I said, and I said, you're only just going today. I've seen it three times, mate. Call yourself a fan. And it was funny because he's the director of the film. And I'm just a lowly fan. The way that you read that... I didn't actually read that. I just, I no, just, I know, but the way you said call yourself a fan, it was like in such a tone that I would not have thought. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I, I, I'm, I've lost, you've lost me. Like the, t like when I read call yourself a fan, I, I don't read it the same way that you read it. Okay, that's fair enough. I, I, I don't claim to be the expert. You're also not British. Okay, so I'm actually going to read a British review from everyone's favorite Daily Mail. Oh, um, oh, is that European? Um, that's a yeah. Daily Mail is a UK. Um, so no, it's not European. True. Is that the? Is that in the, terms of continentally? Yes. Is that the Tories or the wigs paper um it's definitely i don't know what the wigs are but no, um, they were uh, not existing anymore <laughs> um but uh, yes it's a tory paper yeah i would say so but i don't actually know that much but i i would i would assume i would i would say it is um, I think um, the <laughs> film directed and co-written by Dan Scanlon is beautifully. Oh, sorry. Can I start that again? The film directed and co-written by Dan Scanlon is beautifully crafted and huge fun with a few moments of poignancy that will pierce all but the stoniest hearts as a pair of teenage elf brothers try to magic their dead father back to life. That wasn't like he didn't say anything, though. He was just like, this is a summary. Yeah, that's a summary. Well, OK. So, okay, I'll find a better review then. No, 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 I'll take it. No, it's fine. Um, Onward is sentimental but not schmaltzy, and 
and it's sure to touch anyone who grew up with a brother or lost a parent too soon. Is that still not good enough? No, that's good. That's good. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. Most of these reviews are like 3.54 at 5. So I'm getting the general that consensus about 7.5 to 8 out of 10, which... I think I think it's fair. A fair I, assessment. I would agree. I I don't think. Let me be very clear when I tell you that this is my favorite movie. I say that knowing that it's not the best movie. Okay. You know what I mean? I like, feel like you say every movie is your favorite movie. He does. Like at no. least once a year, it, Tyler yeah, comes it, out it, the it, cinema. At least once a month. At least once a month, Tyler comes out the cinema. Like I remember, like you came out of Endgame. You're like, that's my favorite movie of all time. You came out of. Some... I wouldn't have said that Incredibles too. You and I sat together for that. Oh, so. we did. Maybe yeah. I'm a bad omen. But I didn't say that for Incredibles too. Okay. Yeah, it's true. Okay. What about? Did you come out of? of Rise of Skywalker and say that's the best movie I've ever seen. I might have. Yeah, yeah. okay. He definitely did. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. a bit it's a bit embarrassing. I don't know that it's embarrassing. I Yeah, Seamus, you're on the wrong side of history here, bud. Am I? Yes. Wait, do you didn't like Rise of Skywalker? Really? Correct. Oh, I cannot imagine not liking it. What's not to like? I'll tell you my thing about Rise of Skywalker while we're on the topic. I love Palpatine more than anything. I love the clone storyline and I love the prequels. And Palpatine genuinely might be my favorite character in fiction. And so his like return. But did you like how they brought him back? Yeah. In a title curl. Oh. I just, no, I, I I don't have too much against it, to be honest. It's just- Star Wars um, has a history of introducing random crap in a title General curl. General I just, I just, uh, my, 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 my stance <laughs> with it is that I feel like they went back on a lot that the last Jedi did. <laughs> no, I- I found, I, I found a video, shut up both of you. I found a video today that was uh, the Master Chief fighting General Grievous. <laughs> this, we were talking about we're Halo. We talking about Halo a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. And, and we were talking about Halo all day in our text chat today. And yeah. it was just, I was so confused. It was like a typical like Cortana Chief back and forth before the mission starts. Yeah. And he drops in and it's just like, Halo, there. <laughs> oh, it's clever because he says, oh, yeah. hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. General Kenobi. Sorry, I'm just messing with you. <coughs> yeah, somehow they got General Grievous to say Master Chief. <laughs> I'm sure he says the word master <coughs> and chief at some point in his... I mean, he's like a regular character in the Clone Wars. Yeah, I started watching the Clone Wars. What do you think? Tell me the truth. Okay. <laughs> It's a video game yeah. where they just took out all the gameplay and just kept the storyline. Like it's so, so it's so funny to watch. Like um, I, I think it's okay. I, I'm excited to. I think the storyline has potential to be way better than the prequels. I, I cannot which, imagine which not makes me the prequels. which makes me question. I don't. I I don't dislike the prequels. I think at least Revenge of the Sith is very enjoyable, but. I, I, I think they could have been so much better and they should have been so much better. Well, yeah, I, I think it was weird to give us this story about Luke, Leia, and Han and then give us a prequel about Darth Vader. No, I can see a prequel about Darth Vader. I think that's interesting. Wait, I just think, I, I think, I, I think they just picked out the weirdest moments of, of his story. Like, what's the Phantom Menace anything to do with Darth Vader's backstory other than him being discovered by the Jedi? Oh, I disagree. I, I couldn't disagree with you more there. I feel like the fact that he was like raised a slave, but still an inherently good person. Okay, but like, yeah, I but don't like know. The Phantom Menace is even a movie worth watching. Yeah. The Phantom Menace, he's hardly a character in it. I, I, I To be honest, I like the idea that it should have been Obi-Wan's origin story and Anakin was just like the, the sub character in that. Right. And then you build up the whole story and then there's the twist ending where they have the fallout and everything, but it's building to it the whole time. It just happens. Anakin's kind of turns to the dark side in the space of a few minutes. And why are we still talking about the Star Wars prequels. I feel like we did this years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was your first episode. Was Revenge it was, of the Sith, right? Yeah, back in the yeah. day. Yeah. Yep. Oh. So let's talk about Onward. Tyler, you're saying this is your favorite movie of all time. 
Uh, right now, yeah. I would say the movie I want to go see the most is Onward. Uh, okay, uh, in cinemas right now. No, I would say, like, if you were to say, like, let's sit down to watch a movie, I would say, okay, let's go to the theater and watch Onward. Okay, instead of, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, I agree with the general consensus. I think first viewing, for me, it was a 7 out of 10. Second and third, I'm, I'm leaning to 8. I think it's an 8 out of 10. Me. I Which, think it will and be I remembered think, very positively. I think, I think it will. I, as I said this to you, I think, before we even saw it, that it's going to be remembered as, like, a, a, an underrated Pixar film, because I don't think it's going to do well I think it'll be for gotten office. immediately as soon as the other Pixar movie comes out. Maybe, maybe. And therefore, good. therefore, it will go down as an underrated Pixar film because it will have been forgotten. And people like Tyler, f- till the end of time, will be like, it's the best one right behind the good dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> no one says dinosaur. the good dinosaur is the best it's one. It's so pretty. I no, don't think it's doesn't. the best one. <laughs> I, yeah, even I don't say that. But I do, I think it he is He probably said it was underrated. his favorite movie when he first went to see it though, didn't he? I, I might have. He definitely did. And yeah. for a good time afterward. <laughs> Does it. he just say that after every movie? You know you, I can I, tell I, you go to the cinema with him a lot. You get very frustrated when he says this. <laughs> I don't feel like I say this a lot. Um, that, and, uh, that a movie you just watched is your favorite movie ever? Yeah, you say it all the time, dude. I see, I'm I, gathering that I, you say I'm it all so the time. I need I'm, a fan to make a super cut of this real quick. You know what's so funny? is like, now that you say it, I'm thinking like, well, after we watched Hidden Figures, I was like, I love this. This is the best movie. <laughs> and then after we watched... I'll tell you, straight up, it, the, the, the metric that you're using, like the movie I want to go see again right now, the movie I want to see again right now, this falls on my list below Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Oh, I like, love like Pirates of the Like way below. Really? Yeah. I love that movie. Oh, it's so good. I also, Ocean's Eleven always hits. Um, as long as we're just talking about like movies that I can Like watch movies that I want to put on right now. Yeah, this yeah. isn't, this doesn't crack my top 50. Well, I'll tell you what, I have been, so I'm producing, I'm, I'm in no way involved with the actual production, uh, but I'm producing a new D&D podcast. I'm, I'm producing a, a D&D podcast, which I don't think we've named on the show. We have not. Uh, do you want to name it today? You're on a D&D <laughs> podcast? No, I'm producing it. Oh, you're producing that D&D podcast? Well, I mean, I'm owner of WBNE, who is producing the WBNE podcast about <laughs> okay. D&D. I, so I anyway. still feel excluded from this podcast. Well, you, you don't have a WBNE content. Can so. I have a WBNE content? Absolutely. If you lean closer to your microphone, yes. Oh, sorry. Was I being too far away? A little bit. So I just, uh, I'm trying to get comfortable, you know. I, I know what that's like. Probably pull the love seat forward. The love seat. That's, that's what, what you're sitting, sitting on. <laughs> he said love. <laughs> that's the sex number. Tyler, where did that old Milwaukee end up, bud? It's over here. You want one? Yeah, can I get an old Milwaukee? Old you Milwaukee. don't want another white claw? I'm going to switch back and forth. There's oh, also wow. some Beals Gold in the fridge. Ethan is going that. ham. Oh, Beals Gold in the fridge? I thought you told me that Beals Gold was garbage. I never said that. I bought, he did I bought say Beals that. Gold and you were like, I said, this is the most awful beer can I've ever seen. It's got a girl on it. It's got a pinup girl on it. Did and you she's know? got the same face as uh, Haley Atwell. So I'm, I'm producing a WBNE podcast. Additionally, I just finished uh, the Adventure Zone Balance. I guess it's been a while now, a couple months, but time just fades together, which is like the D&D podcast. The D&D podcast. And I've been listening to Critical Role and like through all of this, I just, which is like, like I'm such a D&D new, right? These are the most basic I D&D still don't know ever. what how to play D&D. I've never in my life played. I've never listened. Oh, you're missing out. So therefore, this There's is why I content. want to go on the pod with Ethan and am I, are we allowed to reveal who's on this pod? No. No, you okay, cannot. with Ethan and um, <laughs> Ethan is on it. I am e- not. I can Ethan and Jordan are on it. That's all anybody knows right now. And We're Tyler waiting on graphics. Not. Tyler is not. I have a character. If you listen to the Hash Browns, you know. I don't listen to the Hash Browns because I have a life. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. And if you want to spend uh, a $10 on Patreon, well, so you should sponsor it to Hash Browns, Bacon and Eggs. They're giving the Hash Browns are $5. Uh, the um, oh. the unedited episodes, unedited episodes are $10.
So anyway, oh, yeah. I've been, I've rip been, it, guy. <laughs> rip it. <laughs> I've been on a It's a new thing they do on the on the McElroy programs is anytime yeah. Justin's up with <laughs> soda is to just go, oh yeah, Justin, rip it, bro. <laughs> what is that, a diet Dr. Pepper? Uh, so I've been like super high on D&D for the past like six months and I want to play super bad. And then additionally, I loved this, this movie so much because I thought the characters were so well developed and like all of the little situations they get themselves into, I could just see like a, like a, like a dungeon master sort of like flesh. Oh my out. God. Scott was talking to me about onward in like the most casual terms that hasn't seen it yet. And he was like, yeah, there's a couple D and G jokes in it. And I was like <laughs> a couple. It's about D and D. It's like, about D and D. It's not just about D and D. It's like, it takes place in fifth in, edition world. In Inside a quest, yeah. yeah. Like, where, <laughs> like where Barley is like, this is all true. This is real life, not fantasy. Right. And and Barley is constantly, like they're constantly rolling perception and you're seeing like they hit a 14 and they sort of know what's going on or they roll deception and they like fail. Like it, it, the whole thing works so well. But honestly, beyond all that, as much as like I loved all the D&D references, the thing that really got me more than anything was my love for Barley's character. Yeah, I thought Barley was great. I would have um, loved a different actor. I knew you were going to say this. I, yeah, I had a feeling you would say this. I, Do you know I, why I, I maintain my? I said I said this going in, and I maintain this coming out. Uh, Chris Pratt can only play Chris Pratt. We've heard it all before, Ethan Edge Hill. You heard it from me in the car on the way home, and I heard you it when you said the Lego movie. And I heard because you at this when point, Chris said Pratt the can only play Guardians Chris Pratt. of the Galaxy. I said it about the Lego and movie too. I heard too. it when you said it Avengers Infinity War. Correct. Just the, oh, did you say that for that one too? Well, I don't even yeah. listen to that one title. <laughs> I've been, I've been cold on Chris Pratt for a while now, honestly. So this actually, this did good for Chris Pratt for me. But honestly, it was the writing for Barley that I loved more than anything. And I'll tell you what it was. This was what sold me on the movie more than anything else. Was Barley was the older brother who always wanted to be like a wizard and wasn't, right? He was Petunia. And when his little brother... Brutal. No, like, I think he got this spot on. No, when his yeah. little brother ends up being a wizard, he is only proud of him. Yeah. And to me, that was like the ultimate victory of the film. Did you guys see how many Harry Potter references? I love your point, by the way, but did you guys see how many Harry Potter references there were in this film? I, I didn't, I, I wasn't paying much attention to Potter references. Tell me Ooh. more. Okay, so there's a long bottom. Oh. Um, he's Petunia. Well, that, I mean, that, um, that's The like, mom is Molly Weasley. I don't think those are references. These are full-on cameos. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the mom's, uh, like, involvement in the quest. I thought that was... Yeah, that was great. Jonathan like an and NPC Ben... NPC that shows up. I thought that was Jonathan awesome. Jonathan and Ben believe that uh, the Swamp Gas is a reference to their channel with Swamp Farts. Did you see Swamp Gas? The petrol station, the, the gas station they go to? Oh. Yeah, no, I, that's, they a, think that's that a big is, old they think, stretch. They think that is a full-on proof that Pixar watch their videos. No, nope. I, I think that's a circle around. I'm also very overhyping how they've said this. Yeah, that is, I'm that just, is just I'm such just, a stretch. I, I'm playing it off like they fully believe it. I'm the one telling them that it's pure fact. <laughs> my, my thought actually when I saw that, when I saw Swamp Gas was they are giving a nod to Shrek. I yeah, just but, thought that that's obviously what a gas station would be called. Pixar why has, would they give a nod to Shrek though? Why Pixar, not the Super Colin Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> Who does more for Pixar? <laughs> Pixar is historically Shrek. like made, jo everything's got a reference, everything's got a joke, everything is, especially the gas stations. Dynaco? Could, it couldn't be Dynaco. Oh, it could have been. I'd have rated it. Oh, that would have been good. BNL, BNL, all in all, all in all. However, it does fit into the Pixar. Theory. Can you can you dive into that? I feel like this show has got a got a. Hang on, I want to go take. back to Chris Pratt real quick. Okay, because I want to make it clear that, that this is not the traditional problem I have with Chris Pratt. 
it, it was, this was a movie where they actually wrote a character for Chris Pratt. They actually did something for him, gave him a good character with which to work. I think he did great at it. At this point, I can just no longer not hear Chris Pratt. I, I definitely had that same problem. I also felt like Chris Pratt was a fine choice, not nearly as good as Tom Holland, who was perfect, right? Um, Yeah, Tom Holland was great. He, I, I forgot I was listening to Tom Holland a couple times. I don't think I ever forgot that. I did feel like Chris Pratt is like a grown man, right? I felt like I was listening to Ian Lightfoot and Chris Pratt. Let me ask you this. If Jack Black played Barley. He loves Jack Black. I love Jack Black. He, same problem. 100% same problem. Yeah, it's you who loves Jack Black. Uh, yeah, it's I know, I love Jack Black too. What I would have no Kung problem Fu with Panda? it. But I would have been like, mm, it's Jack Black. That's an interesting point you bring up, Kung Fu Panda. I have never watched it. I watched a little bit of it and I was like, mm, I can't believe you've never seen it. <laughs> I've, I've seen all there was three. Just, there's just no suspension of disbelief there at all. Like, it is impossible for me to do it. The problem I normally have with Chris Pratt is at this point, they just don't give him a character. There's no writing to it at all. It's just like, here, Chris Pratt, here's a blaster rifle. Have fun. <laughs> he didn't have oh. a blast rifle in this. Hey, no, Chris he didn't Pratt. Have a wand. I, I know that's my point. Is they actually gave him a character this time. I loved yeah. the bit at the end when uh, he turned the splinter into like a full-on wand, like thing. That was like one of my favorite bits in the film. That's just that one of the whole things ending. I loved about it was was, it was so D and D. It was like so house rules of like yeah, just break the rules. You have a splinter of the yeah. wand, you can grow it. Hundred percent. I no, I actually I fought the. Um, just the ending was one of Pixar's best endings. Oh, and like, I couldn't agree that, more. That is like, that was what epitomized it for me. Sometimes films are okay. And then the ending convinces you the film was better than okay. And yeah, I think- hundred percent what think, this movie is. Yeah. And the I think I, like Rogue One is the perfect example of this. Good, yeah, Rogue, exactly. Rogue One is like a five, six out of 10 film. And then that ending is just a 10 out of 10 and it just pulls it up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a third act as a 10 out of 10. Like the- Stinger I like I like one. I like a lot of the final act in Rogue One. I think a lot of the final act is very good. There's so, a few bits like when when like Jin doesn't get her like good ending. Like, but I mean, uh, why are we talking about Rogue One? <laughs> onward, o- onward, <laughs> onward. No, but he's exactly has, right. The boat sank. Ian didn't get what he wanted. I mean, he did. No, but that's why it worked. But that, yeah, yeah, no, I'm Ian, Ian, it, 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 Jordan and I were talking about this this week. Pixar films have this like knack for characters thinking they need a specific ending. Like Inside Out, for example. Riley thinks the ending she wants and she needs is to go back home to Minnesota. But we as the audience know that isn't what she needs. Right, it's not what any third grader needs. And therefore, the the correct way for the film to end was her to kind of learn to deal and grow. And like San Francisco. And like San Francisco. Ian, this one was less obvious, but Ian believed that he needed to see his dad. And what he actually needed was to learn that- um, His brother. His brother was always there for him. And that his brother, and they did it perfectly with that memory bring brought up, like the fourth memory. And- how like he he had that fourth memory with his dad that where he regretted not going to say goodbye to him. Yeah, and then they gave him the opportunity, and that's why I think it just it was done so perfectly. I do not think because I we were talking about this as well before we went to the film how we thought it was going to end, and I was like, well, obviously the dad's going to get brought back, and Ben was like, no, I think he's not going to get brought. Yeah, back. Yeah, it's, it's Pixar, yeah. not Disney. So I was like, that's, I was the, like, that's the key distinction here. And I was like, I was like, no, he's going to get brought back, and I think they did it so much better than any of us could have predicted. I like, think yeah. so. My prediction for the end before seeing it or even while watching it was that the dad was going to come back and he was going to be this like sorcerer supreme yeah i i would that would have been like, fine that would have been 20 fine. npc yeah. that shows up and just defeats the dragon mm. and i thought that would have been a fine ending yeah. but i did notice throughout the whole thing that like i would read his little like checklist of what he wanted to do with his dad and i'd be like he's done all of this with his brother if they don't circle back around to that yeah that's gonna feel defeating to me how annoying was the pen though annoying pen you know what i'm talking about 
it just works so well. It so it's well. Worked. It had like the four clicks in it. Yeah, there's yeah. no way. And he but. didn't even once try and press them all down at once. I know. No. He did not use that pen to its full potential. <laughs> 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 like I, I once got two of those things coming out at once. And I was writing with two colors at once. It was the best day of my life. Still yeah, no, to date. The, the list was definitely a powerful mechanic. Um, I, I, I liked it as well. At, at the beginning, yeah. it's, he, you know, he writes down, like, take a driving test, you know, do play catch. And, he writes and it was down, after meeting that guy who'd, like, knew his dad. Right. And I, it was, like, a nice, like, that's a really good scene. And then he writes the down, with. laugh together. And I died. Just my soul stopped existing. I died many times watching this. It didn't. It didn't truly get me until the end. Like there was a couple times where I was like, "I'm not really okay." And then right at the end, when uh, when Barley comes back up and hugs him, and it's just like he told me to tell you he's proud of you. I, I was right yeah, I, same. I I, I, I I literally put my hat over the side of my face and just like ugly cried. I watched I, that uh, happen. Yeah, uh, and I was like, brutal. "Should I should I touch Ethan? No, I'll leave him. I'll leave I've, him." I've got it. <laughs> it's here, right here. I my jacket like got wet from tears. Yeah, it was brutal. And, and I uh, thought, and literally, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I, I love how this ended. It didn't, you know, he didn't get to meet the dad. It didn't come all the way back around. And I was like, and I was like, you didn't get me, Pixar. You didn't get, and then they did. And I was like, hmm, did you got catch, me, Pixar. There's a little touch of foreshadowing. So did, you, did you really like the ending then? Yeah. Because, okay, binary review. One, 100% one. one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, okay. That's what I need um, to know. There is a, there's a little touch. I mean, there's a lot of foreshadowing throughout the whole thing that it's going to be about like his brother was the father figure he never had. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I didn't actually pick up on that until it came up in the viewing though. Like I, once he started driving, well, sorry, once he started driving the car, like, and his brother was like giving him lessons. That's when I clocked it. There's but, a moment before, yeah. I don't know if it's before that, but there's a moment sort of around that where the mom finds a note written on Ian's door. Mm. not in Ian's handwriting in like obviously Barley's handwriting yeah. where it's like Barley thought to like he made the responsible decision to like leave the note for the mom mm. which Ian just wasn't going to do yeah and that was like a that was a big moment that was a me. very clever scene as well because you yeah. know it's Barley just even the message like Ian wasn't going to write incredible surprise <laughs> right. but yeah. like it, that's a very clever scene because it's like some people wouldn't pick up on that though and it's like it is a nice that it's like but it's clever because it's like it, it's obvious it's Barley, but then she goes into Ian's room. What was your point you were making there? Well, that was just a little piece that I really liked. Was yeah. was the moment with Barley's handwriting because I, I think the handwriting like symmetry is such an interesting thing to animate. Of like, how are you going to give these literal like half elves drawings handwriting? Yeah, and Ian has like immaculate handwriting, just like yeah, I, like I, a typeface, and that's definitely like a big thing they went like give Ian immaculate handwriting and Barley just the the, the, the well just messy 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 big brother handwriting. Hello, sorry, I'm. Close Enough. The moment, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, the moment where they're doing the deception spell. This is kind of like a, a, a pinnacle moment in the film. Mm. They're doing the deception spell. I love and, it. It's a really great scene. And they say, don't you think the older brother's a screw up? And he says no. And like the, the spell fails. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you think that would be different now after, at the end of the film? They, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah 100%. 100%. I mean, that's, that's the lesson that's, he yeah, that's, yeah. But I didn't think they did a good enough job to begin with. And this, would, I would say, is the one chief flaw I have with this movie. They didn't do a good enough job selling me on the animosity between the two of them. Okay, I can agree with that, yeah. I also feel like the line saying, he's a screw-up, where like they set that up, it was so forced. Because the girl goes, oh, I feel sorry with you uh, having to deal with that... Um, 
that that Lightfoot kid. And it's so clear. Why would she be talking about Bali? Like when Ian's just gone into the car from to her, from her perspective. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 100%. And, and it, that, that line made no sense. Like they, they, it's such a cr- nitpick, but I feel like they could but, have phrased that But better. you have to circle that back yeah. around to the setup in the early part of the film. And this might be, I mean, if it didn't land, it didn't land. That's fine. But the early part of the film where uh, there's like a news report about Barley like defending yeah. the... Mm. So it's like he's, he's clearly like consistently a menace to... Yeah. The the cops. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see that. I see that. And not even like a bad menace, like a pipeline menace. Yeah. I feel like it should have just been, oh, I've got to feel sorry with you for that other Lightfoot kid, Bali. He's right. a he's a screw up. They didn't have to have that of uh, that line of him defending himself. It, it, it was what I was really trying to say. I, it's again, it's a massive nitpick. Um, right. It's just. Um, but no, I, I I agree with you. I think they could have done more to like show the how right. he thinks like, his brothers are screwed. It definitely up. just like, seems like typical like older brother. Like you have the there's the the archetype of the embarrassing older brother or older sibling in general or you know and honestly that's part of how he plays the the father they, figure for sure. That's they definitely, definitely some they definitely in there. dig into the him being a screw up side of thing a lot. Well, no, I don't think they do because like yeah, in, that's what in, I'm saying. In is this like, era, like, I don't think they dig into like Ian. I, yeah, I didn't get the yeah. vibe that Ian felt like that. I got the vibe that Ian was like, oh man, Charlie plays. I mean, Charlie. I can see his mum thinking that plays video or board mm-hmm. games or whatever, and like he's you know kind of lame. But I, you know, you definitely it's think still that, his brother. Yeah, it's yeah. still his brother, and you definitely think that when pressed to defend that, Ian would be like, yeah, no, he's my brother. Don't talk to my brother like that. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Right. I, I, I definitely jive with that. I also don't feel like Ian, the quiet kid, would have an issue with his older brother who plays D and D. Yeah, that was that, that was definitely a little bit forced for sure the the only other thing I could think of like in defense of the scripting for this was that like Ian was definitely a smart kid like we see like he has awards for like maths and stuff in his on his wall and like he's definitely played as this intelligent kid whereas Barley's taking this dropped out having a long gap intelligent teenager who would have (laughs) thought everyone he plays Spider-Man man man. (laughs) that was the joke everyone would have thought that was my doubling sarcasm you know yeah it was so clever of me I'm just I, I think my Humor is just in 3,020 right now. Yeah, you said 3,008. 3,000? Yeah, when you did the Patreon ad read, anytime there was a TH, you did F, and I just like... But in the American accent? <laughs> right. You were like, it was such a bad American accent. I could hardly hear myself. This is the problem with doing this with massive headphones on. I can only half hear what I'm saying. So it's like... and I Oh, I can hear myself very well. It, Do you need me to turn you up? No, nah, I love it. Because um, I can hear you. <laughs> That's all I want to hear. Ethan. Okay. Um, but no, I just... It sounded like the worst American accent anyone's ever done. Can I get a soda with that, ma'am? Can I can't I even... Do it. That's all that I can man. do. Can I get a soda with that, ma'am? And I don't and even then know you if that's go to good. Southern <laughs> Southern <laughs> easily thing. It would it would like bounce around the U.S. You could like see it bounce. Everyone told me it was too Texas. Can I get a soda with that, ma'am? Uh, maybe not, ma'am. Maybe could I please have a soda? Can I get a soda with that, y'all? Have you ever seen? Have you ever listened to Magic Tavern, Tyler? Uh, so here's my experience with Magic Tavern. I've listened to the, like the pilot and two maybe two episodes after that. Do you know what um, I like about the word pilot? Is that the pilot dies? The pilot in dies in yeah, Lost. Spoiled for me forever. Can never watch Lost now. Because <laughs> I know what happens in episode it one. It happens in the first like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's the first thing that happens. Okay. I will it's watch not, Lost. It, no. They, they okay. St- I won't watch Lost. You've just Evangeline Lily stitches up Jack. You've looked me in the eye and lied to oh me. The pilot God. is J.J. Uh, Abrams' roommate from college. I that love J.J. Abrams. Actually, I don't. He ruined Rise of Skywalker. Oh no, actually, I don't blame God. him for that at all. It, it was the editing. He, I think he made a good film. It was poorly edited. I didn't like quick on Rise of Skywalker. I don't think that you should ever make a film that uh, is like that needs epilepsy warnings. I, I don't like that. Okay, I can see that. Is that yeah? Oh, well, you've got like I don't, but, but, yeah, but like you personal, yeah. like yeah, hundred percent. Was that one of them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was bad. Where all the Palpatine scenes? All the oh. Palpatine scenes. Yeah. Have we like explicitly said that there's Rise of Skywalker spoilers, or is that something you leave? It's on digital now. You yeah, it's on digital now. I didn't think it was coming out on digital till next month. Uh, I've seen like HD clips on Twitter that are not from the. 
trailers. Really? Well, I need to get on that. So my guess is somebody has an HD digital copy. <laughs> Somebody's got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's Mar Tross Stoilers spoilers with thirty six followers. No, Mar has like thirteen thousand followers. Oh but you know what I'm saying? They're like I follow a few Star Wars Stan accounts. Okay. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> I definitely don't want it to seem like me saying I don't like the Rise of Skywalker. I haven't even publicly said this opinion because I don't want to be crowded in with people who just claim they're Star Wars fans and just hate Star Wars. Like. I think if you are a Star Wars fan, you should be encouraged to like Star Wars. Right. This, shouldn't, this shouldn't be needed to be said, but it, it is. It does need to be said. And that's the reason why I would much rather talk about how um, I like The Last Jedi. I love The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens. I just don't think The Rise of Skywalker landed as well for me. But I've only seen it once. So I, 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 I have also only seen it once. Um, but um, yeah, I, I... Yeah, I did love it, but then I had no desire to go see it again. I, I, I think, yeah, that was my... Well, I, I, I watched it once and I was like, I don't really want to see that again. But I went once it comes out but like i think it, there's a line between like critically like um kind of criticizing something i, I shouldn't have said critically but there's a line between criticizing something and just uh belittling it every time you get a chance this is the only time and maybe the only ever time speak out about not liking the rise of live publicly i will fight people to the death in the real life no i'm joking no i don't think you will <laughs> uh, i'd probably lose uh i will say this just my my final point on star wars i had only seen last jedi in theaters and then i saw like i loved it when i saw it in theaters and i saw the backlash and i didn't watch it again for like a year and a half because i was so afraid that i was like oh really yeah i was gonna see it again and be like oh everybody's right this sucks and i watched it again and i was like this is awesome this is this the is funniest the thing, thing about I've ever seen. backlash about films i get this quite often in the sense that um i i, I hear a film I, I go to a film i really like it and i hear backlash about it and this is the last year is the perfect example of this i'm like oh why does everyone hate this and um then i go watch it on my own i, I watched it like the day it came out on digital i was so confused why everyone's hating on it i was like i don't i still don't get it this happened in a few films since then um endgame got a bit of backlash i was like and i watched it again i was like, like I, I think i went to see it with a friend endgame it, deserves the backlash more I, than it didn't last Jedi. it does, didn't get for sure it, i don't think endgame got nearly as much backlash though no but like, I, there, there are definite points you could pick with endgame oh yeah but i went to see it with my friends and 50 50 split of like liked it didn't like it and i was like no this was a cinematic like this is a triumph climax of yeah. like and it was so good like i remember it was like oh yeah the ending wasn't like the, the final battle wasn't long enough i was like it lasted 30 minutes like <laughs> I, I i feel like we have this issue this is a problem with both endgame and last jedi and toy story 4 as long as i can bring pixar back into it okay. is toy story 4 handles this better than the other two is it the like ending thing with uh, like a penultimate ending doesn't have to be the best film in the series i guess actually toy story 4 with this point penultimate means second to last i know that oh does it yeah uh, did you not know that i did not know <laughs> what did you think I know, that from, I know that from the series of unfortunate events i know that from the series of unfortunate events they made a whole book just they made a whole book drilling this point peril. into your head really? yeah, like it's 12 out of 13 and they just oh, they wow. drilled this point how many times did, you, did they say the word penultimate in that book? Uh, it was insane. I was just wrong on the internet. This is so yeah. bad. <laughs> okay, so what was your point? Anyway, I'm sorry. It's the, the, the final film in a series. Why didn't you just say final in the first place? <laughs> Do you just want to sound fancy? <laughs> no, I, I honestly thought that's what it meant. That it was like this, not just final in the series, but like... Conclus no, I thought conclusive. that until I thought that until probably like I was like 20. And then I re-listened to the series of Fortune Events books. Okay, so I'm not yeah, crazy. No, you're not crazy. Okay. Um, no, I, I just wasn't letting you know so that you there corrected is, it before totally you make that mistake you. again. <laughs> There's this pressure for the final film to have the highest stakes and then as a result 
be the best film. And I think what we learn watching Star Wars and Endgame is that just because it has the highest stakes doesn't mean it's the best film in the series. Yes, okay. But I it's very yeah, it's very hard. The I last think. season of any TV show is usually almost the worst. Almost oh, yeah. always the worst. Yeah. I, I And the it, first is usually the best. Yes. But I, I don't know that I would say Iron Man could definitely be in, in in the conversation for top five Marvel, but none of the other phase one films. Except maybe Correct. Avengers. But also mm, like yeah, Iron Man Avengers is better than Iron Man in my opinion. Uh yeah, that's that's incorrect. I, I love Iron Man. So <laughs> There's so much wrong with the Avengers. But you guys like Age of Ultron. Correct. Yeah. But I don't like Age of Ultron or the Avengers as much as I like Iron Man. Iron Man, the, the thing is, a better things are always made with lower stakes. Always. Which is why Ant Man is the best. I love Ant Man. Okay, well, uh, that, okay. <laughs> oh, not all can I things. Tell you, can I tell you? Not all I things with, with low stakes are better. But when you have not even stakes, when you have a the uh, containment, when you have the ability to contain a story. Well, here's what I love about Ant Man. As long as, as long can as I, can I can it. I tell you about my thing? Can, yeah. Okay, yeah. no, no, no. You, yeah. you do your thing first because my thing's long. So you say your thing. My, my thing with both Ant Man and Onward, circling it back, um, well is, is that it is contained and it, it, it does feel like I can watch this movie and love these characters. And and it is the low stakes thing. It is, I love everything about this. Oh, you talked earlier about wanting two to five Onward sequels. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I will it. drive to California and burn Pixar to the f- ground if they try to make a sequel for this. Are you kidding me? 100%. No, I don't yeah. think they need a sequel for no this. Way. Dude, no way. Dude, leave it alone. Oh, I, I would love a sequel. Why? I think, I think, I think, I think it's I think, a complete story. I'm glad Beginning they're working end, on originals. Perfect. Oh, it wow. Ethan just said it's perfect. Can we just clip that? Yeah. It's perfect. It's, no, it's, <laughs> Ethan it's, talking it's a, about Onward. It begins. It begins. It has a good ending, or a good beginning, a good middle, a good end. I agree. I, good don't know where they, I don't know where they go with this. Like, I, I disagree. I think this is an origin story. If you take the father out of it, it's an origin story. But why? Or, but what, what, but the, what the father is the crux just another franchise? Like, yeah, you've got... You, you, this is a franchise podcast. There's no other, no, it's not. There's no <laughs> other motivation that can drive them as well as their father. Yeah, that's greed. Is. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... And it won't get a sequel because the box office it's just yeah, right now tanked. It, it, I wouldn't say tanked because I feel like it's going to be very unfair because with the coronavirus right now, people just aren't going to the cinema right. in a lot. People of aren't going to the, the cinema. World. It has yeah. nothing to do. It has absolutely nothing to do with coronavirus. Oh, it does. Hundred no, percent does. I I am fully aware. People are just not going to like no, China. It, yeah, China people, cinemas yeah, are people weren't going to the, people weren't going to movies before coronavirus. Yeah, but I, I still think you've got to consider it as a factor. Like, yeah, my mum won't go to the cinema because of the coronavirus right now. Like Captain it, Marvel. Captain Marvel the same weekend last year made a, like $190 million. Exactly. exactly. Last year there was last no coronavirus. Last year there was no coronavirus. That, but that's, it's nothing to do with coronavirus. But that's the one Before thing the different. coronavirus films But it's not better. the difference. Look at the box. Look at Star Wars. Star Wars barely eked out a billion dollars. Yeah, because it wasn't that good a film. <laughs> <laughs> it's still Star Wars though. Uh, yeah, but, but Frozen did fine. Like Yeah, Frozen killed it. It's the highest grossing animated film of all time. Yeah, but everything else is down across the board. People chose to go to Frozen. No, in, to be fair, they released a Frozen film in the same winter they released Star Wars. That was just Disney just shooting themselves in the foot. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure they're really mad about that billion-dollar Star no, Wars. No, but like, Star Wars would have done better if Frozen didn't come out in the same winter. Like, I know the audience don't overlap that much, but there was enough overlap. There, there, there's definitely probably an impact from coronavirus, but I guarantee you that you would see we'd be having the same conversation if there was no coronavirus. Okay, I the can see that. The exact same conversation. I, I also think be, it's it unfair. Tanking. I also think it's unfair. People are comparing it to the sequels, like Toy Story Four, Incredibles Two, Finding Dory. Like it was never going to make as many much money as them. No, no, no original you, you film. You have to look at Wally. You've yeah. got to look at the, them. And I, I, I think without the coronavirus, this film makes six hundred million, and that is a success no for a P- Pixar original. No way. You disagree? But yeah, I, I don't think it would. I, I think, I think this without the coronavirus right now, well, it made sixty million opening weekend. Seventy. Seventy. Well, there we go. Usually Pixar have like a 10% ratio. Well, I guess 70 through Monday, right? 
Yeah. So they usually have about a 10% ratio. So they go in. Yeah, it was like 5 million just today. So so usually they, they multiply their film, the 10% opening weekend, and then by the end, it multiplies. So that would lead it to 700 million. I don't think it's going to get 700 million. 10% might be a high estimate. That's the thing is there's no, yeah. nothing, nothing this year entirely in 2020 has had any second weekend longevity. Yeah. Absolutely well, nothing. P- Pixar have like a good record for it. When did, uh, uh, but it's also a funny, re- come out? December 15th. This is also a funny release date for Pixar. I, I can't ever remember them releasing a film in March before. It's this really was, close to Seoul too. This was an experiment from, I think they wanted to see like how this would do. Well, they've also and so they had the big the name actors, up, right? Yeah, yeah. So then now they've got. I mean, it's not like they haven't used big names before, like Tom like Hanks the, and Tim Allen were the biggest names in the night. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But this was like that. This was an experiment. They wanted to see how much uh, big names could draw in. I, I, and this it will make its money back. So they won't, they won't complain. I, but I, to be honest, with it's you the long. first. It's the like one of the first, especially it is definitely the first Disney property that we've ever talked about on this show that hasn't made its money back by the time we get to it. Well, we all review, and that includes it. we did uh, an end game review. You, like it's 10 hours moment. after it came yeah. out. <laughs> Endgame and there was, was no an Endgame, yeah, Endgame <laughs> was going to win. That's what I'm saying. Um, is this the first Disney property we've ever touched to not have made the money back by the time okay, we get to it? Yeah. Hocus I, Pocus was a Disney. No, but like when we... <laughs> okay, but I... I also, I, Hocus Pocus has definitely made its money back. I definitely, I definitely think looking back at this film in 10 years time, for example, people will see it and think, oh, that film didn't get enough credit. That was good. Like, I don't think anyone's really coming out this film and thinking, oh, that sucked. Here's my like, thing with this movie. I've seen one negative review about it, like on YouTube, and um, it, it wasn't that it sucked. It was just like it didn't resonate with the person that. that oh, saw you can definitely it. see and that. It's like, yeah, I can see it doesn't resonate with you, but I think for the most part, even if it doesn't resonate with you, like I didn't have a personal experience with this. I don't have an older brother. I don't have a dead father. So um, you're talking so, to, so, to somebody so, with two older brothers and somebody and with, with a dead, dead father. father. Yeah. So, 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 so I, I honestly, have, honestly, this, you know, everybody going in was like, this movie's going to be tough for you, but it's going to be even tougher for Tyler. And I was yeah. like, I don't believe you. And I was, said that I, to you. <laughs> no, but like eight other people told me <laughs> yeah. that too. And then uh, I saw the movie and I was like, man, this movie was tough for me, but I guarantee it was tougher for Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> because it's more of a sibling dominant. Well, because once I, once I, what I didn't realize was that Ian never knew his dad. He never met his dad yeah I, I don't think i captured and that. there was definitely part of me that was yeah. sitting there like this isn't a tragedy that, 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 that didn't that didn't uh not that i'm trying to minimize anything uh, for everybody else but it's like yeah. it made it less relatable for that, me that didn't uh that, that's a difference actually to dan scanlon's story because dan scanlon did me his dad we didn't remember but yeah but anyway the point i was trying to make was that um what was the point i was trying to make oh yeah i didn't relate to the film as much as you two would have i imagine and um but i still really enjoyed it and that 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 may be coming from me as a pixar fan but um well, no i don't think but, so I, I, mean, I still like, think I still think you know a good film when you see them. I basically saw every animated film that came out last year, and I think that was better than most. I'll tell you straight up, this isn't better than Klaus. Oh no, it wasn't no, better, than it was not better than Klaus. It was not better than Klaus by Klaus any means. Is Klaus is a brilliant movie, and I'm um, still like I I am a Toy Story four stan. I stand behind Toy Story four. I I think it's the best one in the series by miles miles. It is the best Toy Story movie for me. Okay, and I was angry that it won. Well, I just my 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 thing is I don't care. It's there's no about, way it's two. Tyler, I don't, I there's don't no see, way it's. Two. I don't see why the Oscars are like um, why it matters at all. I think like, why I, because do, it's the only film award that matters. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. I don't get why film awards matter at all. Like, if I want a YouTuber... You should go listen to our episode if, if on I, the Best I, Picture winner. If I want a YouTuber award, I really want to see Parasite. I, I, I can't That's believe I'm That's why the yeah. Oscars yeah. matter, Seamus. <laughs> 
Because you would never have heard of Parasite otherwise. I saw an advert for it in the cinema. So good. Is it really that good? Oh okay. my God. I can, I can see it in a sense of that. Like you want to promote a smaller film, but... No, that's why I truthfully don't think that the... If, if, I, I, I don't get why a bunch of white old men's so this, opinions this matter. This is my thing. Is they created the... They created the um, you, can't, you can't say that and then use Rotten Tomatoes in your videos. I don't use but it let me much. Let me finish real quick. They created the Best Animated Feature Award pretty much specifically for Disney. Let's be oh, real yeah, here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and that is the award that I truly think matters the less the least. Okay. If they're not going to give it to things like Klaus, if okay. you're going to sit there and say that the best animated feature of 2000, I, I uh, actually 2019 I, 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 was Toy Story four, then that award is meaningless. My my argument would be, I think Toy Story is by far the best animated film in terms of looks and graphics. Like that's that I would disagree. That miles, was Frozen two. Miles. <laughs> miles. <laughs> No. Yeah, dude, Miles. No way. You just laughed out loud. That was, that was the, the worst genuine, opinion I've ever heard. That was the heard. most genuine have reaction I've ever gotten. Have you seen Toy Story 4? Have you 4? seen Frozen 2? Toy Story 4's have animation is Klaus? the- Okay, but either way, but either that's, way. Not, that's not technical prowess. I, I, I've not gonna, I'm not gonna argue this. If, if, if you, but the argument for an Oscar is that, um, yeah, I think you should give it to the smaller films to give them more promotion. I don't think so. Therefore, right, I, think, I don't, I, I don't think these, these, these Pixar and Disney movies should even be yeah, able to be nominated. I think like, there should be like a box office limit. <laughs> like, ooh, don't let them in. <laughs> there basically is for for Best Picture. Yeah, and I, I think that well, they let Joker in this Joker year, in. which was a bit. It's a comic weird. book movie that made a billion yeah. dollars. Yeah, a billion, yeah, a billion dollars. I, I got annoyed by Joker. <laughs> being included i get people like cool. joker a lot you know what's cool 3.1 billion dollars or whatever it is it made about 2.9 but no i i was annoyed joker got let in there because i know a lot of people like it but there's no way that film's better than endgame i have Ooh, you i've already seen it no we, we won't watch it's it. it's almost certainly better than endgame it's nowhere near yeah no but that but that's endgame meant the, so much more to you to, yeah to you and i but like Everyone's but that's not, an a, that's not what it's about. Fan. That's not what it's about. Uh, I, I I think Joker's a really weird one. I just um, have you seen it twice? You've seen oh you've seen it. Okay. I would I would literally advocate for there being no sequels nominated for Best Picture. I would okay. I would actually okay. advocate for that. For only but what if it's a really good sequel? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care because it's not about the franchise thing. It's it's specifically not. But what if the best film that came out that year was just genuinely a sequel? Okay, but no, I like this idea. And with name the, a time. Hold on, so hold on. Let me, let me ask Father 2. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Godfather 2. Um, where does Hobbs and Shaw land? Ab un under no circumstances is Hobbs and Shaw. That's a spin-off. Can a spin-off. No, that's even worse. I your... think spin-off should be illegal. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw is a genius what, idea. But the also, movie looks awesome. also, I think Toy Story 3 should have won the best picture. Like, because the fact an animated what was it film. Up uh, I don't know what it lost to, but um I, I just an animated film's never won a uh, best picture before. And I think that was the best chance they had to give. <laughs> they literally had to make it an, a separate award for it so that people stopped being butthurt about it. No, but like, I, I think if the best movie that came out that year was um, an animated film. What was film, 2010? It, it was the- It's probably stupid. It, I mean, it, might, it, might have been, it might have been Inception, I'm thinking, in the back of my mind. Inception did not win Best Picture. <laughs> oh, it didn't. Okay. Well, then then, then there was, then it should have been Toy Story 3. Um, Toy Story 3 was nominated. Uh, the King's Speech. Oh, that's a, that's a way better movie. And Toy Story yeah, 3. Yeah, you're from Europe, man. England, the UK. That Who cares about the 19... It's not about... That's the thing is, it doesn't matter what it's about. Matt, it's, it's about. It's the best story told. Wait, yeah. is it the one that... What, I've never seen it. Oh, rip it, bro. Rip it, bro. Rip it, bro. Oh. You're like 22, right? The man 18. in the pink shirt went to Oxford. <laughs> 
I'm 18, Tyler. No. How old do you think I am? 22. You're 27. Do you really say 18 with a T? 18. No, 18, yes. I would have thought 18, yeah. 18. 18. No. I pronounce my T's. Yeah, but even that's that's one that usually people don't, I've noticed. No, I would always pronounce my T's. 18. <gasps> what was that? I almost dropped this. Oh, God. Oh. Um, no, so I want to... I can't believe she always laughed at me. That was the that was the most genuine response of, I've have ever... Have you seen Toy Story 4? Yeah, it's Yeah, awesome. I have. I like it, it more than you. It's... it. No, you don't. I do, actually. <laughs> Toy I Story 4 is my second favorite film of all time. Is it that, that high for you? That, no. I rank it a 10 out of 10. Behind what? It, no, it's just a joint 10 out of 10. No, but it, you said it's your second favorite movie all time. Behind what? I have a Toy Story 3 or Toy Story 2, depending on what mood I'm in. But it could also be number one. I, I mix between them. That's, every, that's how every, I think. Every, I, every there's day. no world yeah. for me in which Toy Story 4 is not the best Toy Story movie. Okay, but that doesn't mean... I, no, like, I, I vary between it every day. Like Some days I'm like, oh, okay, Toy Story 4 is the best one. Some days Toy Story 3 is the best one. Some days Toy Story 2 is the best one. Like, that's, it just, that's a, a Toy Story is the weak link. Toy Story 4 is the most important one. That's me with Star Wars episodes 3, 5, 7, and 8. Okay. Like, it just like it just depends how I'm feeling. <laughs> but my problem and we were talking about this whole um Last Jedi Endgame thing with like they came under criticism. I don't think Toy Story 4 came under that much criticism, but a lot of it got sent towards me because of just what right, like that's like, that's like, that's like that's, who you are. It's so like, so, so for some reason people fan. think that like, yeah, this guy likes this thing. Let's send him and tell him this is dreadful. And like, I get a lot of hate about Toy Story 3 as well. Like, no way. Loads. Like I, before Toy Story 4 came out, that was probably the film that I just thought everyone hated. Like just cause I got so- Really? Yeah, cause before Toy Story 4 came out, it, there was a lot of people who were just in this camp of Toy Story 2, Toy Story and Toy Story 2 are great and Toy Story 4 ruined it all. And this was like a full-on thing that I was sent. And this is why I didn't take Toy Story 4 criticisms from people that seriously. Cause I was like, it's just the same set of people right. that just was saying the same thing. Right. Um, and um, like, so yeah, there was this a lot of stuff, but like eventually like so many just people were just sending this to me every day for some reason. I guess I made videos saying like, I love Toy Story 4 and that's why people feel like, oh yeah, we'll tell them I don't like it. But um, so I tried not, I, I basically haven't really spoken about it since last summer because it just frustrated me that people thought like, let's just end them telling this film's rubbish. I thought I could avoid it. But like, it would get in my head that like, oh, maybe this film isn't as good. And every time I'd watch it, like, I'd convince myself it's not as good as I think it is and watch it. And I'm like, no, this is just Shame wrong. I'll let you go first. You're, yeah. you're too nice. I'm too nice. Yeah, like there's, and, and people definitely disagree agree with me on this. There's nothing that anybody could tell me about a movie that I like that's going to change my opinion about it. See, I'm not like you. Yeah, no, I there's there's absolutely not. Okay, I, but the thing is, I am the thing so is, convinced in my own opinions being 100% infallible. There's absolutely nothing you could say to me that's going to change my the opinion. Thing on the thing is, the thing is, though, I don't want to. Uh, and I'm it, admitting that flaw in myself that, like, the, but like, the, if you tell me my favorite movie is garbage, I'm just not going to listen to you the, at the, all. The thing is, you can say that as much as you want. I, well, I can say that as much as I want that, like, oh yeah, I would, I won't listen to you. And like, for the most part, I stick with my opinions when someone tries to question something I believe but um like I don't know eventually it just all gets in my like where's it down in, it, yeah exactly um and I like to consider myself an open person as well I think I think my opinions can change quite well, a bit I, I think that's and, the fun yeah. thing like we're not talking about like you know do people deserve rights right we're talking about do I like this movie something yeah. it's so something insanely so subjective yeah. and yeah. So the, fact that, the fact that your brothers have stolen the for popcorn culture stolen the the, the tagline or whatever it is like strong opinions about unstrong or about weak things strong or whatever. opinions about stupid that's things or yeah something. yeah that's good that was like well, the fact that we had never said that out loud. I was like, "This is we sit here and go to war for these movies." Like, it doesn't matter. 
No, yeah, it doesn't. It matter. doesn't. I'll There's say so this. many important ones. So I would things. say nine times out of ten, you can pretty well sway me, even subconsciously. Like obviously, if I'm in the middle of like a Twitter conversation and somebody's like, "Oh, the last Jedi sucks," like I'm just gonna go to bat for it. But I still I just ignore anything like that now. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not engaging in that conversation. But imagine that you do. I'm still like considering what people say and being like, "Yeah, I guess you're you're kind of right. They did introduce DJ, and then he just didn't." do anything in the next movie. I was movie. okay with D. Oh, not D. Rose was the real problem. She didn't do anything in the next movie. They just the, cut the, her out. The, well, but this, see, this is, is the thing is, is the last Jedi. Yeah, I know. And that's why, that's why I'm annoyed at the rise of Skywalker. They right. listened to the worst mm. types of people. Right. Who the last like, Jedi were like racially and sexually, well, not sexually, it's being sexist. Right. Um, and they just gave in to their demands basically. And it's kind of like, no. And I, I guess there are people who weren't racist and sexist about Rose Tico. There are people who genuinely didn't like her, but like giving in to the demands is giving people who were racist and sexist what they think is now a platform to do that again. And that's why right. it annoyed me more than anything. Yeah, I, I would agree with that with that criticism. Whenever I see somebody criticizing The Last Jedi, I think about the scene where the silver speeders are crossing the uh, sand desert salt and leaving desert. the salt desert and leaving the red trails behind them. And I remind myself that everybody else in the world is dumb and right. I'm a genius. <laughs> and I'm a genius because I saw this and I was like, Whoa! The Last Jedi for me is it, is it doesn't it's not about a Star Wars for the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi is the only one that stands on its own as being like a truly great movie. Yeah, yeah. like a masterpiece. Like oh, you don't yeah. need to watch Star Wars to love the Last Jedi. Hundred percent. Yeah. But Ben actually brought up a funny point about it um, when I was talking to him and he said that sometimes he feels he's not intelligent enough to enjoy The Last Jedi. I was thought that's such a weird thing to say. I it's love like, movies that make me feel like I'm it, too dumb to watch them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, it's like, that's, it, but he's like, there's just so much symbolism in this film. It was like, it was such a weird thing because like, it, it's a very modest thing to say in a way, but it's like, um, and it's like, it, it's, it's a very interesting criticism. Is there just so much symbolism and it's so like intricate in it, in the way it's made? that um, some people just genuinely not to be mean just don't Although, get it truth be told well, if you're not like somebody who watches like if you're somebody who watches blockbusters like mm. watches the Marvel movies watches the Star Wars movies watches even most Pixar stuff mm. barring like Wally and Ratatouille um, I can see how you would watch Last Jedi and be like I don't think I like this this is like this is for a different kind of audience mm. and it's I mean I, I Ethan's gonna get so mad at me for bringing it up, but you know exactly what it is—the Prisoner of Azkaban thing, where you've got this. Mm. Why would I get mad at you for that? This super filmmaker. It's a level ahead in terms of filmmaking. You're the one exactly. that gets mad at yourself for it. Maybe I do, but it's it's such a level ahead. It, but if you put on a different Alfonso Cuarón movie or a different Ryan Johnson movie, you immediately get it. You're That's like, what I'm saying. Is, is as a fan, oh, Knives Out. Have you guys done a review on that? We're doing next it next week, week with John Negroni. With John Negroni. Oh, why is John Negroni coming to Virginia? No. <laughs> John. He's he's from Virginia, but he uh he no he's gonna be in California. I'm so excited to watch it again because that was a movie that was a, a movie. I want to watch it again in hindsight. So, so here's my bad. thing. Most <laughs> movies. I know who the And this is why there this is why 2019 was such a good year for movies. Most movies I am not willing to consider a movie in my like top 10 usually in my favorites until I've seen it a second time. Oh yeah. I just immediately but there were so many movies I saw this year. Knives Out being one. <laughs> I'm of them. so opposite. That's what I did. That's that's the trick. <laughs> I was like that's number 1. <laughs> done done. Is it like onward. He said that movie. he said that he came out and he was like onward's my favorite movie ever and my immediate thought was well, that's dumb he hasn't seen it twice. <laughs> you guys cancel each other out though. Like if you do the review after one viewing you say like oh yep that's new number one even's like even's like no it's bottom we can't rank it yet <laughs> can i okay I, I i want you to finish your point but then i do really have one that yeah. i want to bring up it's a little unrelated but i want you to but know. anyway so like there were so many movies and knives out being one of them in 2020 or 2019 that i ended up watching mostly in 2020 where i was like man this might make the list after one viewing and so i'm so excited to see knives out again because like that was a movie that challenged me if you watch parasite and then snowpiercer Sorry. i really want to watch is, where, where can i consume parasite it's uh i believe it's i own it if you want to come over and watch it it's a 5.99 rental also it
it'll be in theaters here in black and white. Or maybe that's already happened. I don't know if it has or not. It was on my plane, but I didn't watch it. My biggest regret. No, you shouldn't. It's not a plane movie. No, you need to watch that on a large television. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad I made the right decision then. Yeah. Okay. Not a plane movie. Okay. It's it also all subtitles. Let's yeah, that was the trick. It's like I watched Ford vs. Ferrari on my phone. And I want to <laughs> see that again because then I went and watched Andy. And granted, I saw I heard it with, this, with the uh, Bose headphones. But I watched Andy Bell's video about the, like, the sound mixing in Ford vs. Ferrari. And I'm like, I just want to watch it again. Can you make your point now? Um, I said that really full, by the way. I was no, like, no, no. Tyler, can you please? I've, I've, I've come back Shoot. to this point like three times. Oh, sorry. Keep getting can I make my point? that I wanted to make earlier that like we yeah. never made. Yeah. Okay, so I had this MCU thing. This is an MCU like um, enjoyment theory for me, okay? When it comes to sequels. I think MCU are pretty good at sequels for the most part, okay? I don't I don't think there's like a, a truly, what is it, 23 movies? 22? 23, yeah, I'd say. 23, I, I really, like even Incredible Hulk, I really don't think there's one that I like. Oh yeah, they, I don't think there's a bad one. I, then there's one I won't watch. But Okay, so here's my thing, okay? Oh, there's many that I don't ever want to watch again. <laughs> with solo films okay? there is a I think there's a way of knowing if the first one is better than the second one or any of the sequels so if the character has the, the name man in their titles like Iron Man or Ant-Man Spider-Man the first one best one I don't know what your opinions on Spider-Man Far From Home are but I think Spider-Man Homecoming is better so that's just kind of principle but, my thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp are really kind of about to come out so. So, okay so I think Ant-Man you think Ant-Man and the Wasp is better I don't know that I think okay. it's better so, so but, anyway can we just can I finish my point so the man feels so if it's got man in the title, we'll go Iron Man. Okay, but anyway, so if it's got man in the first one's best, doesn't have man in the title, one of the sequels. The first, better. okay, one of the sequels, maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. It, it, for the Dark World's a bit of a yeah, but if it doesn't have man in the title, I think a sequel is better than the original. This is the thing for me with with the with the MCU, and this is why I'm so cold on most of these. Like Iron Man, great. Iron Man Two, bad. Captain America, great. Winter Soldier, bad. Okay, what? Thor, <laughs> pretty good. Dark World, bad. Okay, you've got Ant-Man, Captain America good. is Ant-Man just and the wrong. Bad. Uh-huh. No, Winter Soldier, I will die on this hill. Winter Soldier is one of my least favorite movies in the MCU. I, but like, uh, I love Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay, okay, but... Spider-Man Homecoming, better than Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, yeah, the, for the sure. first The first solo film is better than the second one. Okay, so you're just a big first film. No, man. the third Thor movie is, my, I think, probably my favorite MCU movie. Oh, yeah, movie. but, but my, my, my theory is... But that, and this I have not seen me. Thor Love and Thunder yet, and there's nothing I'm more excited for. Thor Ragnar? Real quick, Thor Ragnarok falls into the Last Jedi uh, prisoner basket. I don't think it gets that much hate. Oh, it does. I don't think it does. No, it doesn't. If you tweet that you love Thor Ragnarok with your following, you will. You'll see. Okay, I'll do it tomorrow morning. Yeah, it's a great filmmaker making a. It definitely, it definitely isn't my favorite MCU film. Like I'd say seventh for me, maybe. Uh, Oh, it's an easy top five. Yeah, I know you. You guys really love it, and I. I, Maybe it's just something I don't get. I recently watched um, what's it called? Uh, the 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 one with him in as a. Hitler, um, Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit, yeah, phenomenal really good film. I really enjoyed that. So maybe next time I watch Full Ragnarok, I'll get it more. Have you seen I, Hunt for the Wilder Hunt People? For the Wilder People, I haven't. No, oh, you, you should watch that one. Okay, yeah, I, I want, yeah, because that I, I like your point, and that's why I, I, I'm trying to consume it, more. It always I can't, I can't say his it. name, but um, Taika Waititi. <laughs> Taika Waititi, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> uh, it always makes it when. Okay, so like the Prisoner of Azkaban thing happened because that one guy on YouTube made the video, right? Oh yeah. It wasn't because we all saw Prisoner of Azkaban and we're like, oh my God, what amazing cinema. In hindsight, watching it through, like, oh, it's so obvious that like 10 times. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah, it's so, so good. But like, I even remember watching it through the first time and being like, 
They changed so much. I hate it. But I also think I think I think Toy Story Four has this same thing. Prisoner of Azkaban. I think Azkaban that, I think, is... I think the cinematography Toy Story Four is levels ahead, and this is why I think the animation is so far ahead of anything else. And I don't think anything is going to come close to it for five ten years. Did like, you see this scene? Uh, never mind. I'm not going to keep arguing this. But no, but the, the cinematography is absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's fantastic. It, it's shot like a film. <laughs> That's what I love. Okay, so cinematography and animated films. I really love Toy Story 4. I'm with you there. Uh, the best cinematography in an animated film by far is uh, Into the Spider-Verse. No comparison. Oh, it's lovely. And that's stylistic, though. It's not yeah. just stylistic, though. It is animated. It's, it's, oh, oh yeah. If you watch any of the behind-the-scenes stuff, they talk about, like, they challenge themselves oh, by yeah, yeah, yeah. hand-drawing animation at night, which is, like, you don't do that. It, the, 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 the argument would be that I think Toy Story 4 is supposed to be meant to look like it's it was made on camera, and that there are some, they use, like, real camera techniques there's a whole right. thing where right they do and like then it a, doesn't look like yeah. it's on camera and so they failed what? i will continue to feel this way about the the like i, I prefer movies like spider-verse and klaus that don't try to pretend to look real no, yeah. it, so i will I, continue to feel that way so good <laughs> i i love the hyperrealism in the sense that like right, I it's it so good but it's too. not a camera on a toy like no, but it, i will it, prefer it, that every time it, it looks so well shot I, I i can't i can't just look at a still from that film and think like if i just look at a single still from that film I'm like wow like <laughs> but i've way um but then there are some films that work for their stylisticness like spider-verse like, like klaus, klaus. Yep. like because it's klaus like took the risk of going yeah we're gonna do 2d animation and it paid off and this it is, worked well this is where we bring it back to the the conversation of the day this is i think where onward may fall short is that it it did not take risks. Yeah, no, not at all. No, there's nothing special about the animation in this movie. No, even like I remember the watching only it thing and I thinking thought to this myself. is them. They built the computer to do Toy Story four, and then they were like, "I'd shove another movie through it while we got one." <laughs> right. Like, oh no, hundred percent. Toy Story four was like their big project. I think they kind of wanted to climax on that, and then I think I think Soul will fall short on that front as well. I, as I said, I don't think there's, I think it's gonna be a few years until a film really lives up to that. I don't think it will. Soul has a style though. Yeah, Soul's gonna be very. This was the, so, let, let, let's be real. With, with the possible exception of brave i would say that onward is the least pixar pixar movie i've ever seen no i disagree just with from that. like a style standpoint from a a a it doesn't have well, that cause it's it's no it's lacking something that pixar has <laughs> cars are the least pixar-y movies no no they're not because cars it's it's the what if cars had feelings thing that's so pixar yeah this is, is just people no but i like oh, oh it's elf but like they're just people there's more to it than that though um, I love real quick a point on onward. I love how cause two is just they people. comment on how like we took the wolf and domesticated it down to chihuahuas, but made that dragons. I thought that was brilliant. I just Did to we that out. domesticate? Is that like how dogs? Became? Yeah, that's how dogs happen, and that's what that. happened with dragons. So we in domesticated a wolf to a chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. It's so funny. So that's your dog was once a wolf. Well, no, like, my dog has always been a chihuahua. I know, but, but no. <laughs> Tyler's dog is the Sawyer worst, would be by the a way. very yeah. bad wolf. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a great wolf. There are so many just small dogs with small dog syndrome in Virginia. Because anytime I walk out, I just get dogs barking at me. Just <laughs> just really small dogs, just really angry. So, just so territorial. Maybe dogs <laughs> don't like you, James. So I, I'm getting that impression while I'm out here. <laughs> can, you, can you vouch for Sawyer that like once he warms up to you, he's the yeah, sweetest he's a sweetheart. Yeah, for sure. He was barking he's at a you scratchy. too. Yeah. He sleeps. Oh, he, like when I go dog sit for Tyler, he'll bark at me when I walk back in the room. <laughs> yeah, it's just an angry but also, dog. But he'll also, 
He'll also cuddle up and fall asleep on my chest, and he's he's a sweet little guy. He's okay, a, he's my little but guy. I've known him since he was young. Yeah, he it takes him a little while to warm up. Stella's they got, they got him way too Stella's young, good. And, yeah. and it was just it's never I mean, gonna be right. There's no hope. No, yeah. uh, I didn't and know you, can't, you, had you can't have a better there. dog than Stella. There is no better dog than Stella. Okay, well that was just a, that was a gift. Stella is a lovely dog. Yeah, she is. And Olivia uh, loves Stella. I, do I wish Onward took more risks? No, no I don't actually. I, no, I think it would have gone wrong if yeah, I I really agree. This is the point I wanted to make. We were talking box office. I think they got it right. I think how will be remembered. I want to talk about this. I love that Onward is gonna flop at the box office and that it's a good movie because it feels like it's mine. I save. I can like I can defend it. People look at me and be like, "Oh, this is a movie Ethan likes because it made like forty one million dollars." Right. It's like it feels like it's mine. It's like this thing that like it's not gonna saw. flop though. But like well, not flop comparatively. Flop, flop to yeah. flop to Toy Story. Flop uh, to Inside Out and Coco as well. They but their right. last two originals both made eight hundred mil. Not gonna make eight hundred. No, it's mil. not. And let's uh, pause real quick. This is nowhere near as good as Inside Out. No, Inside Out just is a masterpiece. Like, oh, no. It, it isn't as good as Inside Out or Coco. They are both like over 9.5 out of 10. This yeah. is like an 8. I actually, I think I probably like this better than Coco, honestly. Okay, well, I think the general consensus would be yeah, no, but Coco is a stronger film. I think I think I had similar... The old white men would say I'd, Coco. I'd, Coco I'd, checks more boxes, for <laughs> I, sure. I had similar expectations coming into this. If you this. grade Coco on a rubric, it's going to score higher. It's going to get a better grade. I had similar but, expectations going into this and Coco. Like, both of them was like, okay, oh, this I'm, is, not, I'm not expecting that much from them because I was like, with Coco, I was a little sure like that they're, they're trying out like this musical style this could go very I wrong i was almost sure that this was going to be pixar's worst rated movie with the exception of cars 2 and it it, it surprised you on that front yeah no this, I, was, I, this I, is way better than i could have possibly I, thought my it was my, my expectation was that this was going to be like a it, in a similar sense to coco i thought they were both going to be kind of cars left straight up first trailer for this i did not like it i didn't want to see it i didn't no, want to cover I was it in the exact i did same not book. like it i yeah. didn't want to make it i saw the the every the ad mats and everything for Soul. And I was like, this is gonna be the Pixar movie for this year. And but, I just didn't yeah. care about this movie. It had no point drew me in. And they were like, oh, it's Tom Holland and Chris Pratt and a Pixar movie. And I was like, why? So so it definitely resonated with you better. But it, I thought it was better than I was expecting as well. It was, it was definitely yeah. better than I was expecting. Better but than it I wasn't possibly could have hoped. As better as I was expecting. This is as Coco this is the was. first yeah. This is the first Pixar movie that I've ever agreed with the Rotten Tomatoes rating. Oh, so you think it's like an 85, 86? I mean I, I think that yeah. I mean I, I yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's other Pixar films where you've agreed with that. Incredibles one. Incredibles one is what, like Solid a ninety six? Yeah. No way. That's a nine point six out of ten. No chance. This is better than Incredibles one. What? Yeah, hundred percent. You don't like Incredibles one? Not really. Incredibles. Oh, I thought you did. Oh, well, I, I that was just my go to. Like, ah, oh, what's the film Ethan likes? Oh no, I was um, super not stoked for Incredibles two to come out because it was uh, a movie I didn't particularly care for. Monster getting a sequel. Ninety seven. No, I don't think there's a single Pixar rating. I don't think there's a single Pixar movie that deserves over a ninety percent. So, so you, this being an eight point six must be really high then on your rating. <laughs> no, I think that this is where they all should fall. Okay, so you think this should be like a standard? Not, yeah. Not, this isn't an eight point. I think that the fact that the fact that there are like 50% of the Pixar movies are, are, are a 95 and over is insane to me. Yeah, it's just because they're that good. <laughs> but they're not. They are. Good. They're so good. <laughs> they're good, but there's there's like it's the best movie they I've get, ever seen. They get a they get a bump that no other movie is afforded. Spider Verse is a great score. Yeah, Spider Verse I, had to earn that. Pixar earned that. <laughs> Pixar earns it. Spider Verse is better than most Pixar movies. Straight up, most over I, I, over eighty percent. I could, I, I, I could point, agree with that in a sense. I think I think it's like I think it's top half of Pixar. Yeah, I also think that when you're talking about like I I don't have an issue with any of the Pixar movies being ninety percent or above. Uh, that's okay. just overhype. That's overhype. I, I don't think it's overhype. I think instead of like they've I feel to be fair, of, I feel the same way about most of the MCU movies that are over ninety percent as well. I don't feel that way. What about um, um, 
Let me make Winter this point. Soldier. Let me make this point. He doesn't like Winter Soldier. I, I would know. give that a six trying, out of ten. He's getting under his skin. I really uh, did as well. The point that I want to make is I think when you reach this even 8.5 out of 10 and up, it's not a matter of what's better than what. It's honestly just a matter of let's appreciate this plane of excellent cinema. And I think where Ethan's issue is, and correct me if I'm wrong, is you don't feel like these films belong on the same plane as Godfather Part 2. As correct. Yeah, no way. Okay. Okay, I so do. I've never actually finished The Godfather. Me, me neither. Maybe I, that's I, a bad I, example. I, I don't know. It, like, I, everyone raves about it. Like, and I, I tried to sit down and watch it once and I just, I couldn't, I, it wasn't that interesting. What, what's, but like, I, I, what is so great about it? And I, I'm not trying to say this is like a, oh, what's so great about it? I'm trying to say like, I genuinely want to be able to sit down and enjoy it. This but, is the Prisoner of Azkaban lens. I think, it's just technically perfect. It, I, yeah, but like it's a it's a perfect story told with perfect actors. So, with perfect so do I shots. just while I'm here? Can we watch The Godfather? Yeah, full on trilogy. No, no. Oh, Third one sucks. One and two. Yeah. Okay, but uh, we're down. That's we're doing six it. hours Have, of time though. Ethan. Okay, no, but it won't be all in yeah. one day. <laughs> Ethan, what what god tier movie, top tier movie, eight point five or up? Do you think Seamus and I have both seen? that you put in that category. Oh God, I don't even know. Um, Because I, I don't know what I think is in that category until I'm faced with like a list. Top 10 movies in your head, like ever. The top 10 greatest movies ever made? Yeah. God, that's tough. I, what I really like, while you're thinking about that, what I really like about the discourse currently in film Twitter and in the film community is that we're challenging, and of course, I mean, this is to be expected, new decade, new millennium, we're, we're 100 years into filmmaking. We're challenging what we think makes a technically perfect film in that like the standard, you said it earlier, the standard for 100 years was what does in a quote-unquote avant-garde old white male think makes the perfect technical film. And we re end up with these amazing movies like Godfather. Like, uh, that's a good example, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a, no, a movie I, that old I, white I can 100% understand The Godfather is a great movie. I, I just I totally have I'm, never been able to sit down and watch it. I'm, I jive with that entirely. <laughs> and I think what we're seeing is this paradigm shift in the film world of, well, female directors bring a different flavor to it. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, foreign directors bring a different flavor to it. You know, Parasite is... Compared to The Godfather, like crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I and that's, directors that's a god tier flavor. movie. Yeah. And I don't get how yeah. people, um, why people have a problem with films like this. Like, this is why I can never get my head around. But the old white like, man thing. But I don't, I don't, okay, let me make it very clear. I don't have a problem. Like, no, me, no, no, I wasn't saying me that. Me saying that this, yeah, but I'm, I always, every time you come on, every time Isaac comes on, that is an invitation for people to hop into my DMs and hop into my mentions to be like, you, you hate animated movies, shut up, boomer, whatever. And it's like, it's Boomer. not that. It's like, Boomer. I think that we are just too generous with nines. I've said many times in this podcast that I don't think I've ever seen a movie that was a perfect 10. I've seen so many movies that are perfect I, ha I have not. There's there's I, never there's never been a movie I've seen to this I, day I, where I I'm was, like, I, I would was, give this a, a, a 100 out of 100. I was actually doing a thing where I said uh, the Toy Stories were a perfect 10, but I once made like a list of my favorite films. Like, I, I, I didn't put Does that, that stand to this day? Because I find my list changes so often. It, 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 relative. I, I mean, basically what I did when I did it was I put both Toy Story Three and Toy Story Two at nine point nine, in the hope that one day I would find a film that I like even more that's than exactly, that as the perfect. That's 10. The exactly what I and think about then it. When Toy Story Four came out, I was like, "Yeah, this is also a nine point nine. So it's kind of like, so it's kind. So it's kind of like in my head, it's kind of like I don't think I am going to find a film I ever enjoy more so than me, that. But it's kind of like this is. No, but that's, and that's the other thing is I don't, I don't want to see that yeah, movie. Yeah, I don't want to see the perfect ten. I want. Okay, oh, so I, I do. Wanna... I hundred percent do. I mean, I do. I, maybe but I like... haven't got to the stage where I'm like, but yeah, I, you know, I, I can accept it. I am still waiting for it. So I want. I want. I want to do a thought experiment. Um, if you were a teacher, like if that was your job, it is. And well, <laughs> I teach people about the ways of the force. Not, not in the next part. You're a teacher, and that was your job, and you were grading papers. Would you give out hundreds, even though you're grading papers for in this scenario, eleventh graders who obviously are not writing okay, perfect I, papers. Okay. 
No. Maybe. Oh, it depends. But it depends what well, they And what that was, that was what, to my next point, is the way we scale movies is the way we scale high school papers. Yeah, I know. I, I, oh, I, 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 I 100% would. No, because, because, <laughs> anything, would, yes, because anything below a 60 fails. Oh, yes. That's true. That's what, so that's what I'm saying is like, if, if I say a movie is a 6 out of 10, people are like, so you hated it? I'm like, no. It's better than 60% of movies I've seen. So you're saying- So like you hated it? This? No, yeah. I'm saying I, I think about things as percentiles as opposed to like, or I try to at least- Especially since we started doing the show, I try I, to think about it as percentiles instead of like just ignoring the bottom half of my scale. I, I definitely jive with that. So uh, that's what I'm saying is I just think that like we've we've Rotten Tomatoes especially has conflated things so much at the top. So when you think about let's let's flip it to the other end of the spectrum. Do you put Hocus Pocus in like the third percentile? Yeah, I would have no problem giving that a a because like I, I can't. It's hard for me to think of it on a hundred point scale. I that's why I love our binary scale yeah. so much. So like because it's either it's either worth watching. Or it's not. I like a 10 point and that's what I'm saying. So I, I would have no problem. I like a 10 point with no decimals. Yeah. I would have no problem giving Hocus Pocus a zero out of 10 or maybe a one out of 10. There's, I mean, and that's the thing is like, I don't watch a lot of movies that are going to get zero. So I can't say it's like in the, mm. in the zeroth percentile. That, that was, that was why I was thinking. Maybe. I can't think it's better than 13% of movies I've watched because I don't think it is because I don't think I've watched. If we were going to do a percentage thing, it's kind of like, yeah, where would this rank in your films? But like, if there was a film I really didn't want to watch, I just wouldn't watch it. It's like, right. it's a time commitment, isn't it? It's like- And that pushes something like- Cars so two from what really is like a you know yeah, yeah, maybe a six exactly. out of ten. Like if we hadn't covered down to your, your if we hadn't covered it for the show, I would have point. absolutely never watched The Incredibles two. Not unless somebody was like, oh, well, let's or my kid wants to watch it or somebody I'm with is like, let's watch Incredibles two. I'd be, I'm not gonna fight it. I'm not gonna be like, oh man, I'm I'm not gonna I'm gonna walk out if you put that on. But I'm also gonna be like, oh, or is that is that really like is that the thing you want to watch? I'm like I'm gonna ask a couple questions first. What I about think, Toy Story four? I Toy Story four, I would yeah, I would have I would have been there with bells on. We'll, we'll yes, he would have gone. I would have gone. Yeah, I would have absolutely gone. I, I, think, I love because I, 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 think... I love Toy Story 1. I love Toy Story 2. I like a bug's life. You didn't say Toy Story 3, by the way. Can we just say things up here? I like Toy Story 3. I think... Okay, true, I started, so he's a Toy Story 3 hater. He's kind of people getting in my mention. No, I, I, think, I, think the Toy Story, I think the Toy Story saga is special because I was I, and I was fully in team camp. Why do we need Toy Story 4? Why is it being made? This is stupid. Let it go. It should have died already. And then I saw Toy Story 4 and I was like, this is the best one. So the, the Toy Story movies sure for me... Three? Yeah. Are you sure you saw 2? Yeah, Toy Story <laughs> movies for me are the only is the only series I think ever that's gotten better with every My, my problem with them is that... And I, like, I hate Toy Story. Obviously, you guys want... But um, I just I think they're so hard to compare, and this is my problem. This is why I say it's so interchangeable. This is why it's so it's top tier. It's not so interchangeable. Best movie I've ever seen. It's top. It's tier. almost it's like, like when it's someone almost like says movie designed for every phase of somebody's life. But yeah, when someone goes, when someone goes, oh yeah, Toy Story Two is like the best one. I'm not gonna argue with you because I can see why you why you're making that point. It's like. They all work for different reasons, and it's that's why it's so hard to compare. They're not doing the same thing where you're trying to compare them to each other. Also, on the flip side of that, because we grew up seeing them and they came out so spread apart, mm, so spread apart. This is what frustrates me about the fact that I like Toy Story two the best is that like I hate when anything I don't hate, but like I don't like when something is my favorite because it pulls on my nostalgia strings. Mm. And Toy Story two is like such a nostalgic film for me, like more than Toy Story one because I was pretty young when that came out, and like by Toy Story three I was like in college. Were you born. So, when Toy Story 1 came out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You guys are old. We Maybe almost <laughs> could have saw it in theaters. We were getting to that point. I saw Monsters Inc. in theaters first film I saw. I well, think I, I think I saw Toy Story 2 in theaters. I believe that was the first Pixar movie I saw. 
Wow, in five, theaters. Bro. I'm jealous. I think I saw Bugs Life. Uh, that was like 96, wasn't it? Did you guys it? see that with your brothers? Wait, yeah, my, my brothers were... Yeah, Jonathan. so I didn't have brothers, yeah. Did, yeah. You, guys see that with your, like did you guys see that with your brothers? Did you know Jonathan when he hey, saw... Hey, Siri, when did The Prince of Egypt come out? 1995. Which one? It's 1996, actually. So. 98. That was, oh. So that was the first movie see, I saw You know, I knew that because it came out the year I was born. <laughs> I just got that wrong in on purpose. No, you know when... Uh, Jonathan, that was the first movie I remember seeing. You know when Jonathan theater. saw A Bug's Life? He what? said, oh, this is these are the people who made Pixar. And the Pixar lamp came on the screen. He said that in his um, ranking Pixar films video from November 2015. And by that, I mean December 2015. Woof. And December 2015, I mean December 2016. I'm not sure when this video came out. <laughs> so so Jonathan thought to himself, like, Toy Story is Pixar. Is when, well, when A Bug's Life came out, because it was only the second ever do, film. Do, it was like do, the same guys who made do, Toy Story. Do, 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 right. do you think he's going to listen to this? Hey, Seamus. No. Oh. Hey, Seamus, have you ever seen... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell him to. Have you ever seen that video of the guy in the office chair that pretends to be the Pixar lamp? Yeah, I, every month when someone makes a new one and sends it to me <laughs> did you know do you know what he's referring you you did that on purpose right well, yeah do, do, like every month a new well not every month every six months a new viral video of someone just getting in an office chair and pretending to be a pixel lamp and jumping on like a paper eye oh yeah it's so the same viral. video every time though no it's not no, it's, it's made a big push people, on, on people, TikTok. has it yeah people because people just absolutely eating in these chairs right people do people do the same vibe make the same viral video and every time it goes viral i get sent like 10 20 copies of it I'm like, i've seen this when it first happened is oh. that how you reply to those tweets are you like no, I just hey don't them. send this to me i just ignore <laughs> them but like yeah i don't i don't really reply to um people who are just <laughs> i don't know <laughs> who just send stuff that i don't feel the need to reply to yeah i don't reply to people i don't feel like replying to either and i mean that with someone who like sends like as oh i don't like this thing that you liked or I, anyway I, so what yeah, i was saying as yeah. far as the as far as the rotten tomatoes ratings go this is the first pixar movie where i felt like it got an accurate what about like um, cars. I mean, yeah, what, no, what I don't cars think Cars or Cars 2 deserve 70% scores. University. Cars 3, whatever. 79% Monsters University. Yeah, that's way too high. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's just way too high. You think Monsters University was worse than Onward? Monsters University is... Uh, yeah. Because these are the same. These were by both by Dan Scanlon. Yeah, no, I this think, is and way I think, better than I think, Monsters I think, University. I think this is quite a bit behind Monsters University. But I think he's working oh, think with an established franchise with Monsters a fact. And I think that's what made it worse. My thing with Monsters University is we were in Greek life in college and the Uzma Kappa was so painfully obviously making fun of specifically our fraternity. Oh, uh, because you guys are losing. Yeah, yeah, because like we were the loser. Uh, like like the Uzma Kappa house, literally if you put it next to a picture of our old national headquarters. So this is why you don't like it just because it's No, just, <laughs> this is why I didn't like it when I was in college and that was like I didn't like it because it was a pointless sequel. Identity. It, wasn't it, was, a sequel. it was a prequel. It also it also works really well, I think, if you look at it from like, just didn't care. Just didn't care. I liked I mean, I, I didn't You're not a big it. fan of spinoffs and prequels though. I Correct. Correct. Yeah. So that 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 that's a factor. But that's I, the thing is like I I I I felt more like I wanted more of the I liked Finding Dory better than Monsters University, and I felt because we you I love felt, Finding Dory for some reason. I do. do I do. Not? I like Finding Dory better than Incredibles two, and I like it better than Monsters University. It's such a weird opinion because it was a, <laughs> it was a story that I felt like I wanted more of. I watched Monsters Inc. and I'm like, that's a whole movie. Thank you. I don't care what happened before or after it. They're making a sequel series. You know, it's weird. Yeah, the weird thing for me <sighs> is with Monsters Inc. I thought that's a whole story and I want what happens next. They're making then, it now. I know. But instead <laughs> what they gave me was what so happened So what did you before? get from The Fault in Our Stars then? Like you read that book and did you just 
just is it that meme from It's Always Sunny where Dennis throws the plate? Like I, I don't okay, feel like okay. I don't feel like John Green trying to teach me. I don't feel like John Green having a theme to a book means I have to buy okay. that lesson. What and did live you by take it. from when you watched Up? That's a contained story. Wally. That's a perfect book movie. I just don't. People I just don't think want people, more I've of seen, every story. I know people who want a Wally sequel. Like these people exist, yeah, they exist. and it's like it's that is Monsters that Inc. would be the most like unrelated sequel to the first <laughs> film ever. <laughs> you you could not people. keep anything. You the make same. a great. <laughs> You make a great movie, let it live. What about Ratatouille? Oh, no, that doesn't need a sequel. I, I don't think any Pixar film that is currently out, maybe other than Inside Out, could have a sequel that could work. It doesn't already have sequels. I, I think, think Incredibles Inside 2 Out, yeah, three, I think could do well. But Inside Out 2 and Incredibles 3, the only current films I could say, yeah, they could, a sequel could work. I would love to see a oh, story. Oh, I didn't even want the story we got from Incredibles 2. I didn't care what happened to them afterwards. Yeah, no, but you're not an Incredibles stand. So. That's correct. I just <laughs> didn't care. Like I, 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 I thought it was a Incredibles. good enough movie. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good Incredibles enough Incredibles was like made and teased for a sequel the entire time. Then. And why did yeah. it take 14 years? I don't know. Because Brad Bird wanted to do other things and Pixar didn't want to make it without Brad Bird working on it. I'll tell you this about Incredibles. When I had the original DVD, I had the bonus disc and I had like at one point- I still point, got it, yeah. I had like at one point memorized like all of the other supers that they came up with, all of their powers. I like, still have. Do you, have you really? I, well, I know most of them, yeah. Really? That's very cool. I mean, uh, that's, how I made, that's how I started. And... Dyna Guy, Blazestone. Yeah. Uh, Gazer Beam. Yes. Yeah, this thing is, I would Mega much- Man. I, Legitimately, I would rather have a, a Gazer Beam spinoff than Incredibles 2. I thought you hated spinoffs. I thought you, should, you said they shouldn't- No, I don't hate spinoffs. <laughs> roll, roll the clip. <laughs> <laughs> I edit this, you know that, right? Yeah, I know. I can just delete you saying whatever I want. I know, but I, will, I, I know. I'm in your head now, and you're going to roll the clip. Um, Incredibles is great. Oh, my gosh. You guys keep killing my points. My goodness. Sorry, Tyler. This podcast was oh, a I, mess. Is it the point that I don't ago. want an onward sequel at all? I, I want an onward sequel. I don't Why, like, though? I feel like you've introduced these two characters. You've got a, a an elf mage and an, and an elf barbarian or an elf fighter. This is what it would be. Fifth edition, and I just feel like there's there's so many more stories you can tell. Now uh, they can go on a quest. But you told everything that's important yeah, they, about I, their story. I, I, we still made the no, point. You, we still we, we've still missed the point of what can you bring as a better so motivation I, than their dead. I dad. don't. So here's the thing, James. That's a good I point. Don't hate sequels. I don't hate spinoffs. Oh, I yeah. I lean toward new uh, stories. Yeah. Yeah. I would rather hear new stories about new characters. I, I, I also I, I also order. strongly disagree with that. Point of order T. What sequels slash spinoffs? Where do you land on Tokyo Drift? That was your go to. No, this is the thing. <laughs> Tokyo Drift is the best Fast and Furious movie <laughs> by far but also like you're not but, I've but, never seen a Fast but let's be real they're, they're actually really good yeah, I, I watched video they are, they are really good and I love them but they're also very bad they're bad movies. I, I just disagree. I think... I, I, I hear they're like fun. That, that, that's the stance, I think. They're not like they are good, un, yeah, well-made movies, but they are fun. Like, no, they're not deep plots. I'm, I'm arguing this without knowing anything about the Fast and Furious. That's but they're true. not well told. <laughs> they are well told. No, they're not. I will say this. Every what time is the, like, hold on. What is the plot of any Fast and Furious movie after three? I couldn't tell you. Exactly. But here's the thing about the Fast and oh, Furious Oh, wait, movies. no. There's the one in eight where uh, Walker drives off. Fate of the Furious. Paul Walker dies. Boom. That was seven. How am I supposed to know that? I've only seen the music video. Because, yeah, because they, that was from seven. <laughs> it's been a long day. And then Wiz Khalifa comes in just like, damn, who knew? Um, and it's a total buzzkill. Damn, who knew? Sean uh, Khalifa, man. that be one of the things? Yeah. <laughs> damn, who knew? <laughs> but my thing with my thing with Fast and the Furious is it's, it's exactly the point you made with Coco and with Onward, although I don't, 
quite think maybe they are i always go into the fast and the furious movies and i think to myself this is just going to be a silly romp and it's going to be a terrible movie and like halfway through i'm always like i'm so invested i love everything about this because yeah, it's just a it's it, it is just an action movie that we came up with can but i you, make a but point. you have to think about like this is it's such an incredible feat to make an action movie that doesn't suck because but you know but, like but that's the thing is, but the thing is it's not like you just don't watch action movies you don't watch action movies and not many no people love pacific rim People do love Pacific. That's what okay. I'm saying. Is like okay. there's a whole okay. Okay. there's a whole group of people out there that does not give a flying fart about the MCU. Fortnite loves a flying. <laughs> oh damn it! That's the wrong one. Whoa, you said Dan. Controversial tweet. Damn it, that's the <laughs> it's wrong the one pink too. one. It's the pink Fortnite. one. Fortnite. 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 Anyway, Mike. Can I can I make a point now? You hang stopped. on. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> there, there's a group of people out there who do not care about movies like the MCU. They don't care about the story. They don't care about the the continuation of the franchise. They just want to see action movies. It's the same people that watch the Bond movies. James Bond's an icon, by the way. But um, thank you. Uh, I was unaware. This is gonna this is gonna be a flop for Bond. Uh, James Bond always does well in the UK. Don't don't try and like confuse your US views with us. Your yeah, we go to the <laughs> more than you do. Yeah, your yeah. population just can't compete. James though. Bond outgrosses in the UK than the US, I'm pretty sure, with every That's movie. almost certainly not true. I'm pretty sure it's like the one film that does. But that could be just completely made up. But I feel like it's the one film that does better in the UK than the US. Like, James Bond in the UK, like, it's sold out release night every every time UK. Like, it's like a Star Wars film coming out back home. Like, you, you have to buy tickets early and it's going to be sold out on midnight. <laughs> so, but either way, the point I wanted to make was that you you seem to be like pretty anti-sequels. Even with the MCU, like, um, you pretty much argued every original was better than the sequel other than Ragnarok with four. Okay, well, the, the third ones, I, I think that uh, Civil War is probably the best Captain America movie. Um, Civil War isn't as good as The Winter Soldier. <laughs> yes, it is. Like, you like Civil, Civil War, but Civil you don't Wars, like The Winter Civil Soldier. The, That's so confusing I don't to like me. Captain America, to tell you the but truth. It's I don't like, like the character. It's like you're liking the Russo Brothers but you, movies, but do you need, and but, you're not liking The Winter Soldier. But do you, do you realize that I don't like Captain America, the character, right? Like, you're, I'm not Team Cap at all. Because you want supers to be illegal. He's just an idiot. Uh, so you're saying you want supers He's to be illegal. He's a bad person. Do you know what Team Iron Man stands for? Okay, anyway. did Was I right, by the way, with the guy, James Bond thing, or did I just I didn't finish looking up. Anyway, let me... Ragnarok, I think, is definitely my favorite Thor movie. One of my favorite MCU movies. Mm. Uh, not Iron I think, Man. I think there's a very strong argument. For I Thor love Ragnarok. Iron Man three way more than two. Not quite as much as one, but close. Oh, Iron Man three's best Christmas movie the MCU made. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what else? Thor Ragnarok. Uh, <laughs> Avengers Endgame is easily the best Ant-Man movie, 100%. I mean, Ant-Man won. <laughs> Avengers Endgame is brilliant, but it's not an Ant-Man. Oh, yes, it is. Civil War is an Ant-Man. <laughs> no, Avenders Endgame is an Ant-Man It's funny, movie. but anyway, no, the point I wanted to make is like, you seem quite anti-sequels, and it's kind of like, but so many big and great franchises wouldn't exist without sequels. Wow, I'm, it really... Uh, okay, hang on. Was I right? You might be. Yeah, I told you. These, I... I, I I, I mean, I didn't really, I just assumed like, cause it isn't that big here. Whereas, it's a big deal here. Bond is a big deal here. Oh, I thought it wasn't that big here, but it's a massive deal back Especially home. Especially the Daniel Craig ones. Like, so. So it just says it, domestic gross uh, for Casino Royale was 167 million. International was 438 million. And I don't know what that includes, but. It depends on if it releases. But is the domestic release the UK release or the US No, that's release? the US release. Sure. Isn't it a, the domestic release refer to where it came Not from? Not for boxofficemojo.com. Okay. That's an American website counting American because we go to the movies more than everybody else. Okay, well, th th it might not be. I still think it's it, in terms of percentages, I don't think 
Oh, it definitely in terms of percentages, for sure. Yeah, this is like the one film where like the UK just kind of have. Yeah, but to, I, it, like, this is this is <laughs> gonna be the the flop. I, I'm curious to how Harry Potter did like at first. I feel like it was always pretty big in America, wasn't it? it yeah, was, yeah. You had to like by the yeah. end, it was clear. But like on earlier films, but they were still making 700, 800 as, as early as I would say, Prisoner of Azkaban. You needed to buy your ticket at least a week out. Prisoner of Azkaban. But that was that was well, before midnight releases. That was that was a different. That, no, that was Prisoner during, of Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban. No, actually, that was before previews. No, that was not during midnight releases. Prisoner of Azkaban was like 2003, dude. Yeah, it was. It that was, was way before midnight releases. It was 2004, but um, Prisoner of Azkaban was the, is, was the lowest gross, grossing Harry Potter film up until Crimes Grindelwald came out. Really? And it, at, at, like 800 million as well. Yeah, because we like, weren't. They did even very we, well. We, we didn't go to see like a midnight release for Transformers in 2007. Oh no, but, yeah, we went but, to Transformers. Uh, Phantom Menace was a midnight release. Yeah, but that was different. Okay, that well, was that was like that was like an established franchise. That was before every big movie got one. Okay, I would have thought. I know that Harry Potter is actually kind of. I've never really thought about it before. The amount of money those movies were making, just like without being an established. Well, I guess it was an established franchise, but like with its first film to just go and make eight hundred million, kind of insane. The books are insane. Like the yeah. whole Harry Potter thing is insane. And I'll say this: every I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast recently, but I really like the Harry Potter. Film films. I, I'm so what, surprised. What do you I think about Fantastic Beasts? I think they're garbage. You don't like think, and where to find them? I think them? the first movie I ever went to a midnight premiere for was The Dark Knight. What do you think about The Dark Knight? I love The Dark Knight. That's great, yeah. But no, also, see, do you not like the first Fantastic Beasts? I, I like it. Okay. okay. He doesn't. That's I, a very I think, strange change of pace. Even Thor me, hates everything. Let me, let yeah. me put it this way. <laughs> Look at this Twitter. It. People who are <laughs> hating on him for hating every film. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, film Twitter. Um, here's my thing. I think I feel about Fantastic Beasts and Way to Find Them probably the way that you guys feel about Onward where it's like, eh, it's a good movie, like whatever. Uh, I, I really like it. I like it more than most movies. I just don't feel like it's anything special. I don't feel like it did anything special. I don't particularly care for the characters. I don't feel no, like I we need. needed it. No, it is, Jacob. okay, here's here's an uh, here's an opinion you can laugh wow. at, Seamus. Okay, but am I gonna laugh out loud? You maybe. You've only made me laugh out loud once. You maybe. <laughs> that was the best laugh I've ever heard. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is my favorite Wizarding World film by far and away. Okay, it's not like outrageous, but I mean- It was the first it's one- It's not far and ahead, but like- It, it was, the no, but it's I like, and I, and I know that it's not even as good as most of them. I mean, it's better than anything David Yates did for uh, the first Wait, actually, four, the exception of seven part two. Can we just take a moment here before you finish your sentence? Ethan just said a spin-off was his favorite movie in a 10 film franchise. Yeah. You know why? You know why? Because there was no book. I just don't care about the I mean, you've never the read the screenplay. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I do care point. about the, yeah, but the comparison is, is important though because the Harry Potter books are great. Yeah, I, I can I can see the argument. I, I just like sure. them both. But I think I think yeah, but like, like the last every the last four movies were trash. Okay, they were bad adaptations of good books. I agree with Half Blood Prince. Definitely Alice Part Two. I thought was good. Definitely Alice Part Two is good, but it also needed to be split up into two movies to it make did. a successful uh, yeah, adaptation. Yeah, no, that, that's fine though. They they should have done that way sooner than Deathly Hallows. But I don't think you can make the argument Deathly Hallows Part One and Two aren't good. Oh, Deathly Hallows Part One is not that great. I, I thought that I, until I, I watched it again the other day. How long ago was it since you last watched Deathly Hallows Part One? Uh, since we did it for the show. How long ago? About two uh, years? A year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah. Okay. Because well, I hadn't watched it in like a few years and I watched it the other day and I was like, well, not the other day, like three months ago. No, I was shocked by how good it was. It's, it's and better. And it definitely caught me off. I was like, oh, I kind of hated David, this film. David Yates, with the exception of, of Crimes of Grindelwald, I think David Yates got better with every movie he did. No, Half-Blood Prince is nowhere near as good as- I disagree. Order of the Phoenix is bad too. No, Order of the Phoenix is the best It's just rushed. It's so rushed. It's the worst it's adaptation. So, it's the worst. It, it, <laughs> Order of the Phoenix is not the best by any margin. Best adaptation no way. of the book. No way, it's like, In so terms rushed. of actually trying to- like, I, He was put in a sticky situation. Are we talking just David Yates or across the series? Across the board. No, Sorcerer's okay, Stone let, let, is the best adaptation. Let, okay, Chamber. Wait, this is what the point- 
I'm trying to make here is that Chamber's bad book, Philosopher's though. Stone and Chamber of Secrets were easy enough to adapt because they They're kind short. of did, they, they were short and you could basically adapt them screen for screen. Prisoner of Azkaban was done very well, but it also there wasn't a big adaptation okay. to make. So here's the thing: Globular of Fire did not work, and that's why that guy who made it that no one knows the name of only got one film. Yeah, Globular of Fire was um, weird. <laughs> Globular of Fire was weird, but then, it was always going to be a tough one. Order of the Phoenix got- was a long book that goes on too long, in my opinion. Yeah. And it they made it the film it's the, short and snappy the way it should have been because nothing happens in that one. It's oh, the but it's, filler it does, one. But no, but it's, it's very mm, but it's very important. Read it again. But, but it's it's a bit of a filler though. No, I, I've never been told to read Harry Potter book again. <laughs> like go read Harry Potter book again. Yeah, but you, you got You don't know it well enough. <laughs> you gotta look like there's a, there. I used to be this way on on Phoenix as well. I used to think the Phoenix is the worst book in the series, and it's just not. It's, I don't it's think the, I. I I don't think it's the worst one. Uh, maybe I do. No, I think <laughs> so no, I think Philosopher's so, so Stone's the worst one. One and two. One and two were perfect adaptations, obviously. Three was better than the book. Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets were not perfect adaptations. They were good adaptations that have not think, survived the test of time. I don't think you, that you could have done them any better. Yeah, but <laughs> like, time, I don't think you could have yeah. done them any better. Yeah, okay. I can I can concur. Four was four was weird, but four was always gonna be weird. There was no real It was made for film. They could have done it so well. Literally just focus on the tournament. Just make all these like what, what two parts. The, I agree. Two parts. Yes. No, no, everything, don't do two no, parts. Everything, just don't have an hour long your ball section in the film. That's fair. <laughs> but everything everything four and later needed to be two parts. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's it, and was this the point you made when you were in the office the other day when you said um, that like she kind of just got rid of her publicist? By no, like, so so what I think happened. The and, editor. And I, sorry, I, I've talked about this. I think on I like this. Make before, this point. I'll bring, I'll bring I it up again. It. I think she wrote the first one and she like won the lottery. Right? She makes this incredible book. But even if you read it to this day, there are like little grammar pieces here and there because she finally found a publisher who will publish it, and she got a B list editor, and they made it, and then it sold like crazy, and then they gave her like the best editor in the world yeah and because it took us so many companies to get it published right and it was because the guy couldn't be bothered to read the book himself right and his daughter read it like exactly. it's the craziest story right and then they give her the best editor in the world for two and three and she makes these great concise short books mm. that are just amazing like i love every, this analogy every sentence is important every sentence is amazing everything's good and then after the third one is successful she's like screw an editor i'm just gonna write bibles for she the next thought she was talking by right. book four i four, can just four write and what, five mm. meander a lot for sure right I'm seven she kept more concise and seven five, was good so five yeah. and eight was six, six is actually, was good as well six is my yeah. favorite actually six is my favorite but too five, but i just like the story of it five i can i can see the argument the editing was good. five has the worst story but the best writing no three is the best writing no no i disagree with that i no but my argument, Five has the worst story, but, but the best writing. The way but, she, no, the way she captures Harry with with the anxiety he has, and nobody listening to him, is incredible. My, I drive with my, that. I drive my, with that. my argument with Five is that I'm sorry for interrupting. That's okay. going to go ahead. I, I do want to make the point that my caveat for like quality is I really prefer concise. Anybody who listens yeah, to the show and I knows. Think, I think that's why I agree with you here. I think, I think, and with five, I think I like the story. I think I'm the opposite to you here. So I think I like the story. I think it's just too drawn out because I love the fifth film and I just therefore think the story I is too drawn out. I genuinely don't like Prisoner of Azkaban. Just the story. Yeah, it's pointless. Yeah, it's pointless. And that- You could have added serious, but so I it, think-, this I is think the, four, And this is the ultimate testament to the Prisoner of Azkaban. It's a filler, but it's 
it's no one's least favorite because, because of the movie you just said it was because of the movie no I but would... i think the book as well i don't think you think the third one's the, the worst one no chamber's the worst okay well, i disagree with that too but <laughs> but no but exactly I, prisoner of azkaban is a filler nothing happens in it other than worth ser- getting away like, serious black is such a good character that it saves three but, but and nothing so else happens four, and it's that's the only the, one that doesn't include voldemort yeah, exactly and that's the ultimate testament to it it's it, it is a filler it, one that just didn't fit and it could have so but it could have been a crimes of grindelwald you could have added it was could have added you could have added Sirius Black in but th- I think two that, or four, and that's and an ultimate. Fine. That's an ultimate problem with Fantastic Beasts. I think Harry Potter had a clear structure. It was going through. His, it had it, books. It, it had a character. No, it, it, no, but it had his school years. That's what the books were about. They were going through his year to year life. They were just. They were starting in July one year with his birthday and ending in June. The well, next and that's what we realized with Crimes of Grindelwald and is it, that there's no structure to it. Newt's already an adult. That's what we realized yeah. with Crimes of Grindelwald is that J.K. Rowling is not J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, and she it, she is not perfect. It, she is it not was, infallible. It, it was it was and that was that was in its essence the problem. <laughs> You're gonna get a text message for that line entirely from from Mary Clay. From Mary Clay. <laughs> oh, she she did a funny TikTok yesterday that I liked. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, uh, but uh, wait, no, I think and if if there was a clear structure for Fantastic Beasts and it would be very hard to do of, unless you focused it around Dumbledore and you did his year to year life at the school but it's just the films take place over the space of a day and it's right. kind of like and it's kind of like there's no clear structure to it why are you picking these random off days like I think that's what bothers that's, but me but that's why about... I liked Fantastic Beasts so much the mm. first one is because and I just I just went in and watched it without having anything to compare it to anything to worry about yeah, and it's, it, it's I just surpri- watched people do magic it, it on surprised screen. me on that front but um, then and, but the, again it, it's, right. it's, it's the overarching point is that um, there's I, this clear structure and therefore even though this one's a bit of a filler you can see why it was included because you couldn't just skip a year of his school life whereas with Crimes of Grindelwald it was also a filler but you could, I feel like it could have so easily been skipped over anyway right. he's safe so the point I want to make is you're exactly right these Fantastic Beasts movies take over take the place over a day Fantastic Beasts more than Crimes of Grindelwald I feel like Grindelwald has more of like the we're getting into the the politics of the the mm. BBG or whatever uh, big bad guy yeah towards oh, the yeah. end um, but oh I had this God. problem with Revenge of the Sith when I first watched it is there's this scene where Anakin is getting out of like the transport and Obi-Wan is there and he's like that's the 19th time I've saved you are, are these in Clone Wars by the way because I'm watching it like are these all I, I don't know if, I don't know if the moments happen in Clone Wars okay because uh, I, was, I was hoping I that cannot was imagine that they don't I can't imagine they don't either because that would that's be I'm, such that, a good that's callback. 100% what I'm expecting but, but when I was watching, I remember in 2005 or whatever it was, and I should know, when I was watching Revenge of the Sith thinking, if they have these fantastic adventures every day, what makes this I mean, story so much Here's better? the thing, is, is Fantastic Beasts- issue with Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald that. is literally just the crawl for Fantastic Beasts 3. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Like, it is just, it is literally, you could have solved this in like, and while this is happening, Grindelwald has risen to power in it, France. This, right. was, this was my problem. It was- it was a trailer for free that they just they made six hundred million dollars of. <laughs> I truthfully think that that three might be really good. I'm hoping because we have a strong, I think, I think it a will. strong Grindelwald. Like I think it will. I the, the scenes it, where Johnny Depp was on screen as Grindelwald were the only good parts of that movie. And that's that's that is in its essence the whole issue. It's that um they had this. They, they, there is some good things happen, but it's been half the film just resolving just. Dealing well, with their I, characters. I think you go right back yeah. to what you were saying about uh, <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. Is it's a decent film with a bad editor? Oh yeah. Oh, there yeah. was whole chunks missing from that. Rise movie. of Skywalker was so weird for me. That like, every scene felt cut short by about five. Seconds. I maintain. I maintain with Crimes of Grindelwald. It had to be that they shot a seven-hour movie and handed it to some editor. But to they, fix, they shot a seven-hour movie that could have been summarized in five eleven minutes. sentences. Yeah. 
The like, prob- here's my well, problem. We gotta, we gotta bring him back to we Onward. Do, we gotta bring him back to Onward. I just want one last point on the Before we Fantastic make Beasts. Breakfast. Yeah, so we're, we're Have we we're done there. everything for this video? This podcast? Yes. Yeah, and we're actually over time. We did the binary. Now we started kind of into it. Oh, you're right. Okay. Um, There's lots of... Yeah, you guys are idiots. Um, my final point That's on obvious. Crimes of Grindelwald is I think the the biggest issue is that Rowling does a really good job when she has Harry Potter as like this sassy, anxious narrator. Not narrator, but third person. Unreliable narrator, as some might argue. Shut up. Harry's great. Um, <laughs> He's a child, though. He's the definition of an unreliable narrator. Right. My issue with Fantastic Beasts is I don't know is Newt the main character or is Dumbledore. Newt, I, I hear you saying end. that. I, like, I hear you saying that. Yeah, but, but Newt, this- is, Newt is Ian... And Dumbledore is Barley. Like Barley's clearly more interesting, but it's about Ian. Barley's more interesting. Also, Dumbledore Ian is literally is, Harry Dumbledore Potter. is Harry. Right. We're getting Ron's perspective. My my, my problem is that yeah, I, I love that. That's a lovely analogy. But um no, like, but this Dumbledore is... deals with the mirror of Air said and the two faced man. Like Yeah, and and we're just watching Ron watch it. Exactly. Yeah, right. no, hundred percent. But that's literally yeah, but what I said I, to Kate when I got home about it was like it onward is very similar to Harry Potter in that like it is about more than one person, but from one person's perspective. But onward works. It on is a third person yeah. limited perspective, which but, you get so infrequently in movies. But this is the, the, the problem isn't that it should be about Dumbledore. The problem is why are they making Newt's story the rise of Grindelwald and therefore the battle between Dumbledore and Lord? Why couldn't they have just made it as a whole story about Newt? Like yeah. if they were gonna do a Dumbledore story, just make it make Dumbledore the main character. Make a Dumbledore Because they had an story. extant book in the universe to reference. Yeah, yeah, I know, That's but it's kind, it's kind of like if, if they were making a Dumbledore origin story, it would have done so much better. Oh, I like, know. everyone would want to go see that. Like, I'm very <laughs> glad that they chose Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them to make the movie out of instead of like Quidditch Through the Ages and gotten like Denzel Washington to be a Quidditch coach. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can you imagine? No one, they, no one coach Carter, but it's Quidditch. only a matter of time until they make a Harry Potter just sporting no, I movie. Legitimately, just legitimately. Uh, yeah, I know. It's the worst sport here's in my defense. Here's my defense. There's of, no defense for it. Here's my defense of spinoffs, I would watch a uh, like Ballad of Buster Scruggs style Tales of Beetle the Bard movie. Oh, I would where love... Where it's like, it's like seven vignettes. Yeah, oh, I, I would love it just them to make like Pixar shorts of the Tales of Beetle the Bard. Just like where they just animate these little shorts. No, I want it, I want it made with people and I want the Coen brothers to direct it. <laughs> um, I just want a founder series at the end of the day. Circling it back to, I don't. I just I don't do, care about I do. Them. I'm writing one. Are you really? Well, no, but you know, Super Colin Rove is going to write one, so. I want I want Hot Tom the movie. <laughs> and by I that, I mean, the they air. made a joke that they're going to write it. <laughs> and also, I don't know if you include that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so, so if you had a breakfast food for Onward, what would it be? This is really good. It's it's hot, it's fresh. It's oh my God, there's, there's a breakfast. They, he has cereal in the film. Like what's the cereal he makes? He has toast in the film. But no, the cereal gets spilled on the floor he, and then he makes toast as a... And then and then somebody else eats and the then, toast. And then the yeah. dragon, dragon eats toast because the centaur knocks it with his bottom. Yeah. <laughs> um, Working hard or hardly working, am I right? <laughs> it's so funny. Every time I've watched that film. So first time I go to see it, I, I've seen it. Okay. I didn't laugh. Sec- that was just like, we, we we drove out to like Lynchburg to watch. Did we go to Lynchburg or Blatchburg? No, Lynchburg. Yeah. Um, so we drove to Lynchburg to watch it. And it, and I and I, by the time I saw it the second, that joke was funny. Because like, you've got the context of the film. And I'm sat next to Jordan and her sister. And I just, and, and he makes that joke, working hard or hardly working. And with the context of the film, that made me laugh. Right. Because I was like, that comes back into play later. Right. And they just give me like a dead eye look of like, like, did you think that was funny? <laughs> you think that was like, that, that's I was the first joke moment. you've ever heard in your life. Or <laughs> and, and I'm like, and I'm like, 
And I, I, like, I was like, no, no, you'll get that later in the film, don't worry. <laughs> and then I laughed again when I watched it with you two because I forgot about it. And I was like, <laughs> but neither of you two looked at me. So I was like, okay, this is fine. <laughs> I, like, I, think, I had a quick glance. <laughs> I'm sure in my brain, I was like, oh, I bet they don't say that in the UK. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a phrase here. <laughs> That's so funny. No, they don't actually, but like, oh, maybe yeah, they do. It's just a phrase here. It's a yeah. dad joke. Yeah. It's not even a joke. It's just a phrase. Yeah, it's just working like a Working out early, working out. It is, it is so perfectly something your stepdad would say to you. Like trying to relate oh, to yeah. you and talking that, about And that's why, they, that's why they kept bringing it up. Yeah. It was just like the perfect stepdad saying. Yeah. I actually really like that stepdad. I know this is completely like we were meant to be doing a breakfast food right now, but um, I really thought when I was first watching that the stepdad was kind of become, gonna kind of become the villain of the film in the sense that he was going to try and stop them from getting the dad like kind of out of jealousy because he was the cop trying to stop them at a point. But he actually... His morals were right in place. He just wanted what was best for them. Right. He wanted their, their safety. And he wanted the mom to be happy as well. Right. And like, I was kind of concerned that he was going to be painted in the wrong light, especially with Disney's record of evil step parents. Like, right. I do think there's also an argument to be made for the quality of the mom character in this film. She's amazing. Molly Weasley even looked at me and like yeah. in that final scene. I mean, scene, she's straight uh, up right there. Not my son, you bitch. Like, yeah, I did. Yeah, I literally see. said that. To <laughs> <the film. laughs> what? Like, it's While she was doing it, I looked at Seamus and I was like, not my daughter, you bitch. And I was literally like, that's Molly Weasley. And now I can't see it any other way. Yeah, straight up. That was it's the just, only oh thing God. I could think of. Molly speaking, Weasley origin story. This is what Molly we need. Speaking of Molly Weasley, I just, just, Molly Weasley's Bogart. I we just can wanted stay to here put all that, day, man. I just, actually, we can't. Do you need a kid to put to bed? My kid is definitely in bed already. I hope not. <laughs> Your kid wasn't in bed when I was over. I got 11. She is now. She's in her own crib now, so now we have like a bedtime. Wow, they, you got her own own rib. I was making that as like a... Like a, like her own house kind yeah. of thing. Okay. Um, I don't have access to the list right now, so... You don't have Google Drive? I don't know where the list is. Oh, I see. I'm not entirely sure it's in our Google Drive. It is. Uh, I don't need lists. It's the second item in our... I am the list. Okay. So well. Have we agreed on a breakfast food, though? No. No, um, I, I really... I feel like... Uh, there's got to be something D&D related. I like. I don't know D&D well enough, but... Mead. Ale. Mead. Cereal with mead as milk. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's disgusting. No, onwards good, guys. Yaks <laughs> milk. Axe. Yaks. Yaks. I thought you sound like the body spray. No. <laughs> <laughs> Axe Phoenix. Ugh. You can smell. I can smell it. Oh god. Okay. Where, where are we putting cake? this on the list? There was a big cake thing in the film. Like, do you guys want to come over for cake? <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cake for breakfast because <laughs> it's got layers. Okay. I want to real quick. Cake off for topic. cake for breakfast. That's that's what this film. We is. have to wrap <laughs> this episode. I'm just getting the impression you want do you me ever, to go home. Do you ever see somebody post on <laughs> Facebook or Instagram like, uh, when I watch the Breakfast Club, I'm the geek or I'm the goth girl? Do you think those people just don't get the get the movie? That I've they're all never not that seen different? anyone post that. Are you never ever seen like I've the seen breakfast the breakfast club, club. Class, like the group of them and then there's like LinkedIn Facebook Twitter Instagram yeah never seen that meme. you've never seen people like oh this is I've a this is a 27 year old thing. man meme no <laughs> I've seen 27 year old man who thinks a lot about high school I'm the kind of yeah. guy that um, posts the um uh, the Green Goblin booty meme that came out yesterday. Oh, that's a, that, oh. You did post that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay, can we wrap the episode? Yeah, Ethan wrap. really wants me to go home. We guys. have another, we have to do a hash brown. Oh, we're doing oh, hash browns? Yeah. We're doing that tonight? Yeah. Oh, you said earlier that the hash browns is like ready to go. No, 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 no. I have a thing ready to go. Oh, oh, It's damn. fine, guys. I've only stayed up till 11. I've been here, so oh, this yeah, is my latest whatever, night so far. Um, okay, so top of the list is Star Wars. The first one? No, the ninth one. It's okay, just this so year's this list. Okay, so this is number one then. <laughs> That's not very hard. <laughs> 
Number two is Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Still number one. <laughs> Wait, I maintain that Parasite is better than both of those. What you put Parasite? I haven't seen it, but the fact you put Parasite below both of them. I don't. We don't think Parasite ever made it on the list. That's it, a crime. It didn't put Parasite at the top. Then sorted situation. Then okay. So Parasite's at the top. Okay, thank you. And we then Star Wars, that. and then Jumanji, and then Klaus, and then Hidden Figures, and then Little what? Women. Klaus should not be below Star Wars and Jumanji. I. I really this isn't better than Klaus. This isn't better than Klaus, but it's better than Star Wars and Jumanji. It's, so <laughs> we. we we, we, you, you, you we, made, a, we made a statement by putting Jumanji up there. Why? Because I love Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Why? So Have you seen it? Yeah. With, with like the Jack Black and the Rock yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't love it? It was okay. <laughs> oh, I disagree. See, this is this is where your Pixar skew comes in. This is, to me, in the same category as, maybe not Toy Story, but maybe not Wally. I don't know. It's up there. Maybe not. Maybe not Ratatouille, you know? <laughs> maybe Cars. <laughs> <laughs> It's up. It's so good. Uh, not as good as Little Women. Not as good as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Frozen Two. Oh, that's. I would say this is worse than Frozen Two. I would agree. Yeah. Coco. 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 Yeah, we really liked Frozen Two over here. Yeah. Like you like, only just did Coco. Yeah. Yeah. There's, we haven't done most of the Pixar movies. I was on for Coco. You were. And this is still like we did it in November with you. This was in November. Yeah. <laughs> right. This isn't time weird. What? No, we didn't do that in November. <laughs> yeah, we did. It was okay. for Dia de Muertos. This is worse than Coco. Yeah, significantly. It was for Dia. Dia Frozen Two is better than Coco. Yeah. Yeah, I stand by that. Yeah, I stand. Soundtrack's better. The film's better. The I agree. Soundtrack better. is definitely better. Coco is just better in oh, every oh, way. Oh, you're about Coco. Yeah, I'm talking about Coco. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, Frozen Two is way better than Coco. Dog. Uh, I don't. Dog. I mean, Dog. <laughs> Jumanji 2. Okay, this is better than Jumanji Yeah, okay, 2. put it right there. Okay. On the bright side, we have a blank cell right there. Nice. I know, but what's under Jumanji 2? 10 Things I Hate About You, Jumanji 1995, Zombieland, Birds of Prey, Ghostbusters okay. 2016, Ghostbusters 2. I haven't seen Birds 2. of Prey, but I, really I regret not seeing Prey. You can still see it. Can still see I still it. can, but... All right, cool. Um, This has been Bacon and Eggs. Our graphics are by Vaishan Brandon. Our, um, Vaishan does your graphics too. Yeah. Does he do guy. yours? No, I just he does Supercar. They keep yeah, he does the, him in the he office. does Supercar Brothers because yeah. he does ours. Oh, I, maybe I should get him to do. Mine. We got him that job. Yes. We got him every job. Yeah. He was our guy first. Oh, we so, got it. We did so his, his first graphic. You could get him the super column. You could get him the Seamus guy. Yeah, I can. We can make him the Seamus guy. Nice. Yeah. Can you do a logo of me out my face? He doesn't prefer caricatures. He could do like the SCB logo. Yeah, but do, I don't want my face in my logo because I think people don't like me because I'm ugly. I I, I genuinely think you're a very handsome man. Oh, thank you. I was just searching. I know. <laughs> I was here to give it to you. Oh, any? Oh no, we're cutting this anyway. So right? okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, um, and this is a promo for. Bagels. Hello, I'm Tyler Carlin, and I love you. And I'm Emily Carlin, and I love you too. And if you love someone, or you love love, you should listen to our new podcast, Bagels! We're not experts, but we sure would like to be. And we believe the best way to get better at something is to practice. So listen to our story as it unfolds as young parents. As best friends. As husband and wife. As we explore what relationships mean to us and to those around us. Bagels, available now at wbne.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I love bagels. Sure. Do you really listen to it? No, I want to though. I'm going to listen to it tonight. Basically, I was in this sitch. Sorry, we need to do hash browns, but I was in this sitch where but before I came home, I was, before I came here. Sorry. Are you Kim Possible? What is a sitch? <laughs> I was in this sitch. A situation. Oh, okay. Um, 
I, I just called this place home, by the way. So you guys should feel really flattered. Yeah. And so before I came here, I had this thing where I was listening to podcasts when I woke up in the morning because it kept me awake. And I haven't done that since I got here because when I was first waking up, I was jet lagged. So I was just getting up when I woke up anyway. But now I'm kind of starting to sleep in. Like last two days, I've come into the office after nine and Jonathan's beaten me in both days. Beat you Monday. Oh, Ben beat me in on Monday and Jonathan day. I beat you all on Monday. Duck outside. Yeah. I mean, I know how to get in, but. One time I was on bagels and Tyler didn't say a single word to the world about it. Is that did. No, you didn't. I put it on my Instagram story and I titled it Ethan and Kate are bagels and the following episode. You didn't, you didn't tweet out. about it, you didn't say anything in Discord. Ethan you know, and Kate are bagels for, for sure. Nowhere. Anyway, um, yeah. I, I so it's on my, it's, on, it's a very good episode. You it's on my list. It. You could at least tweet about it. I or was retweet the, my tweet about it. What's the best episode? The one Ethan was on. That's not true. What's the best episode? I don't know. I don't uh, know this the, is the one Ethan's on, but I, is is uh But Tyler and Emily are not on it, and yeah. that's the, they're the Is Emily on it? You don't yeah. need to go retweet it right now. I, I I want I want I want a Tyler and Emily episode. What? No offense. Yeah. Like Ethan and Ethan and Kate are like a later on. You can't you can't watch the first episode where yeah, the no, main weird, characters yeah. aren't on. Like, okay. Anyway, this is a pro- <laughs> that was a promo for Bagels. <laughs> I have been Ethan Edgehill. He's been Tyler Carlin. He's been Seamus Gorman. Until next time, Arrivederci. We're going on a quest. And we're gonna revive our dad. <laughs> I think we're going on a quest was better. I think you can cut Tyler. <laughs>